Towers. We back, Quincy Jones Show, man. What's going on? What's going on, man? Uh, it's an interesting, interesting week. We definitely got the wars to talk about. But the I wars, mean, I think, are going to be probably a prime focus this week. Not a whole lot of stuff. I mean, some stuff being said on social flim media. Flam. Yeah, a lot of flim flam. A lot of, you know, ego boosting and, and the chest puffing out. But uh, yeah. behind it all, a lot of flim flam. Don't have a whole lot. Yeah, it's going round robin or round table, as we say, with the headlines. I mean, the only thing I really brought just was some... uh, I, I know. I mean, I was just going to say this one, just square it off. Is um, I know. I guess there's an update on the whole Tessa Blanchard uh, holding on to the title situation, which is weird because it seems like Impact Wrestling has already commissioned a brand new title, as well as yeah. new titles for the other divisions. It looks like, except for the tag. Tag, keep that. That looks nice. But um. Uh, I, I so I don't like know them. why they still need this belt. You know, I, I, to me, I don't. It seems like maybe it's principle. I, I feel like doesn't she get the, that's the one she won. I, I would just let her keep it if you're not going to use it no more. Well, so they I must mean, need yeah. it for a storyline or something. It, but it, it is kind of weird that we do get this update, and I'm, I'm gonna let you update it. I'm yeah, sorry because yeah, no, I didn't good. even get you to good. let you no, But no. it's like it's weird. This update comes after the fact they've already crowned someone new. Like you said, the, the new title's already been commissioned, which we already know is. Not the current one, and I don't know if it that means it's uh, lesser value, lesser quality. I don't know what that means. I just know that it's not the original. Yeah, it, it, um, it's they. I mean, she kind of forced her hand, you know. Yeah, to make I mean, something. well, that's the thing, you know, and, and and that's what's so interesting to me is because following this update you're going to give, I'm wondering if that is true. How on their end they weren't able to secure it in time where they felt like they needed to make one, but. I digress, you know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've heard everything that led up to this. The, hey, we need you to film promos. The refusal to do promos. The rumored, hey, where's, where's my fee? You know, because she was, you know, I, I, a lot of people have questioned why even put the belt on her when her contract was so close to, yeah. you know, just being done anyway. And so, um, obviously, too, there's the layer of the, I think it's kind of like a, 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 you know, I think it's like a no ill will clause or something where she can't even come out and, uh, like, talk about anything negative oh yeah company, yeah i know, you know exactly what you're talking about so they it's really, like a non-defamatory exactly, type of, you know, type of clause kind of like thing. a gag order of sorts so yeah yeah okay. it's like it's weird so we've been hearing that she wasn't going to send it until she had a certain disclosed amount of money you know what i mean it seemed like she was holding it for a hostage um i'm able to like you know rick, rick flair a, style uh, yeah, yeah right I'm, and, and so i'm able to kind of update tessa has apparently sent the belt back um and the holdup was simply that she did not receive the address of where to send this, you know, gold See, until yeah. last week. Or, you know, and, and when I read that, it that was about a few weeks ago. But it, I think it got just swept in the tidal wave of other things going on, you know, in the last couple of weeks, newsworthy, you know. So just thought that was important. To update, I mean, to, you know, to that, I, I say Jim Halpert face to the to the camera. Yeah. Uh, it's just I mean. I would think at the least you, uh, I don't know, maybe would have the return address where you get your checks. I don't know if they're doing digital or what they're doing. I don't I don't work for Impact or, or Anthem or anything like that. But, I mean, to me, I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying it seems kind of phony that 
you wouldn't at least know somebody's address that you could send it to. Even if you don't know who you need to send it back to, you at least know the person who's paying you, the payroll department, which is probably the same building they're operating out of, or maybe you know, I don't know, Scott Demore's personal address, or I mean, which to me it feels like that's nothing more than a text away. Though I, I do you have to I mean? play advocate in the sense of like I know how easy things are on her side of the border. Obviously, she's with uh, what's his name, uh, Daga, right? Yeah, and and in Mexico, so. I don't know how the postal, if any, restrictions are on that side either coming into the U.S., you know. So, Man, I, I don't she, know. She, she should have went to the border and then, you know, Mark's going to love this. In the words of, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 J-Rock, uh, J-Rock, thank you. Yeah. She, she should have J-Rock that shit. Top Dog didn't throw it like a Frisbee. It's history. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Very I mean, I, look, I, it's just I, – I get what you're saying. I just feel like it's not – that's – like the fact that oh I just I'm got it last def- week yeah I'm not defending that I'm I just mean, wondering if that mu- I, I don't, unless knows? unless they ceased you know co- uh, communications which yeah. is I mean could be a legal issue well speaking as of well but communications I also heard too that the, I guess there are advanced talks with her apparently with Triple H but time will tell I don't have much more to elaborate on um, except that I do think AEW really needs to make a play for her in their division, but I digress. You got anything, well, Quincy? Yeah, I do. You know, you did bring up uh, those those uh, glorious, beautiful uh, Impact Wrestling tag team belts, and it's funny you bring up AEW as well. Nice little segue for me, especially when it comes to the tag team division, because we did have Boom. a little bit of a Twitter activity, interesting Twitter activity ah. and exchange between Ethan Page of the North as well as uh, Dax Harwood from FTR. And oh, they got on that too, huh? Man, look, all I'm saying is, like, the North is probably one of, if not the top thing I go to watch Impact for. Those guys mm-hmm. are awesome. Yeah, they're. I you know one. I mean, obviously we're twins, so I'm I'm obviously biased because I I'm already leaning towards tag teams and that dynamic. Yeah, of course. But like these guys, they're great. Uh, Jason Alexander, the Walking Weapon. Like I would have never known who this guy was. To be honest, yeah. If it wasn't for watching his matches and way he works heard, with Ethan, yeah, because I've heard great. of I've heard of Ethan, but prior to Impact, yeah, so all I don't go, know. yeah, yeah. He's been he, he's been booked a few times at Bar and and, and uh, a few other uh, Southern California spots yeah, too. Definitely, but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I mean, and then uh, you know, we you already know how we feel about FTR. It's no secret. Those guys are a well-oiled yeah. machine. Oh yeah, well-oiled shatter machine, if you will. Bam. Um, but whoa, 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 whoa. the fact C&D, that C and D, C and D, don't stretch all the way at the California. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would love. I love tag team wrestling. I love competitive tag team wrestling, which makes you know FTR and DIY and FTR as well as American Alpha, just great series for me to always you know go back to. But I mean, the one thing they've been very vocal about is they want to face the best tag teams yeah. out there, even if that means they're outside of. AEW. Yeah, I mean, even before signing with AEW, they had a short list of people that they had nods to, and definitely one of those teams was, I always remembered, was uh, Finn Juice in New Japan, you know what I mean? Uh, Finley Jr. and uh, Juice Robinson, and your boys, the North, and Impact, so I yeah, mean, man. I think uh, I- I'm not mad at it, but yeah, Scott Demore kind of Yeah, he, he's, trying, he's trying to break, he bro- broker this deal, so it started with uh, Dax, he had uh, replied to uh, Ethan, and he said, I'm begging you, we need to talk to our bosses. And then you had Scott DeMore come in saying, well, Dax, you know I have, uh, you know, uh, mad respect for you mm-hmm. and at Cash Wheeler FTR. I can assure you that at Impact Wrestling supports making it happen. 
How about a home and home series between FTR and the, and the North, which I'm I'm guessing is the one one in Impact and another yeah. match in, in AEW. Obviously, get that mutual exposure. Obviously, yeah, and then they'll um, probably figure out how to do business on that third. Yeah, you know, and then and then uh, he goes on to say, "How about a home and home series between FTR and the North?" And then also tags, you know, uh, you know, all ego, uh, Ethan Page as well as the Walking Weapon, Jason Alexander. Yep. Then says, "Hey, Le Champion at I am Jericho. How do we make this happen?" Yeah. Which I thought was, you know, obviously. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows those guys are, uh, I won't say Thick of Steve's, but him, Don Callis, all those guys over there, they're really tight with Jericho. You yeah, know, no, so. 100%. You know, Jericho has gone on to definitely highlight uh, Scott Demore as well. It's so obviously Don Callis, his great mm-hmm. minds in the business. He likes the way they both do business as well. I mean, I'm sure he's dealt with both of them in the past, you know, getting some of the talent on the Rock and uh, yeah. Wrestling Rager. So. Um, I mean, he obviously has uh, yeah. a history with Callus as well. But then it goes on to you get Cash involved here. Cash says, get our numbers from the Good Brothers, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, and I, I love that as well. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, you got Scott Demore replying to him saying, we respect all contractual relationships. Mm-hmm. So if your bosses will come to the table, let's get it done. Yeah, and I love that. I do. I mean, obviously, people who are going to be smart-ass marks and, and fans are going to be like, of course they're going to be uh, trying to do it with open arms. They're trying to get as much cross. I mean, look, it doesn't – dude, wrestling, I feel like it, the one thing that has suffered from is the fact that now that there's not two giants going head-to-head, like like a WCW and WWE, and obviously people are going to argue NXT and AEW, mm-hmm. it's like there was so much more – potential in other companies smaller companies coming out where i felt like if there was because a lot of companies like they they do that this extra effort to make it seem like there's this invisible uh uh, uh border between yeah. these other companies you know and if someone is willing to let some of these borders down and show some of this cross promotion type stuff that's going to get a lot of fans interested man and, and you know impact has a history of doing that with a lot of different promotions and um you know under uh, a lot of different uh banners. empires too though they've yeah. also been infamous for kind of ruining those relationships oh, as you well mean, oh yeah or i would say probably regimes rather go, than empires yeah, yeah cuz there were you know and i think that's important to say cuz if we keep talking about and going back to the golden door that leads to you know i mean the land of the rising sun dude like it's just one of those things where it makes sense for there to be more communication scott demore i think was on the group that was there that burned that bridge so i think him still being there will help facilitate that at a way better rate you know yeah, what i'm, I'm, I'm so. hoping he's not directly you know involved in any participation that helped yeah no, you know, no the, the but, but i hear because that, but he was yeah. there he gets a lot of heat just, from it you know oh, just residual yeah because he's the, he's the last face of that group yeah, I, I, I totally get it so yeah you know, i mean but, from a business standpoint they're like well does this guy really know what he's doing because last time we saw him dot 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 <laughs> well you know one thing you know it seems like he's a really good businessman he was able to get you know the good brothers to come there oh yeah um you know they've talked about about you know their ability and wanting to help them cross promote uh their brand as well you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah i mean look I, I think it's just worth a shot i mean what do you have to lose especially in a time like this where every, nothing's open like you know fans yeah. can't i mean hey shot in the dark i mean i know jericho and i can i don't have a problem tagging him in this to see if he can try to get something cooking on our end i mean we know we're ready for it then why not you know yeah. at the end of the day it's an exciting matchup that people want to see and if they're gonna try to help do their part to bring that then, dude, like, no, definitely. I ain't got no problem with it. Like yeah. I said, people are going to hate that. Hate. Yeah, like, thank you. Yeah. I, I feel that the same way, too. I mean, it's just the open communication is a Welcome step. Welcome arms, all that, yeah. It's, it's a great step in the right direction. You know, Marty, obviously, before being hailed and all this controversy with stuff going on, he was a guy that was looking to be pretty much, you know, the, the key master. Like, yeah. I, I love Matrix. Like, just mm-hmm. be able to help. Mm-hmm. 
you know, break down doors, open up doors, and, you know, get some some talent exchanges going and stuff like that. But it doesn't have to be – it could be anybody. Yeah, I just want to see it happen. You know what I mean? I think if everyone other than WWE got together, that would really That'd get be great. events on his toes for sure. I but, mean, it, I think it would grind his gears for sure because yeah. then he'd be like the exchange of talent would be ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, on the same vein of AEW, um, I did have a little bit more news. That's more of a quote. This is from uh, Uncle Dave. Oh. Take with it uh, the pinch of salt that you will, but um, you know, salt there's been of the earth. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's been a lot of uh, you know, speculation. A lot of people having their own type of uh, you know, complaints about this, and you know, it, it's it's kind of noticeable. But I've, it hasn't really bothered me because I kind of understand it. But um, basically, he was pointing out that AW has refrained from pushing uh, certain AW superstars because they don't want a quote unquote Drew McIntyre type of situation happening to them. Whoa. Um, and I don't think it's it's meant to you know be a oh, derogatory, no, no, no. but you know yeah. He basically he noted on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, AW has held off peaking the push of some wrestlers right now, uh, without fans in the arena because they don't want to do the Drew McIntyre thing to them. Oh, okay. So they're talking more about now him as champion on his on his run versus yeah. like him being okay now i see what you mean yeah because yeah, yeah. on first glance you think oh like he's just gonna be bigger than he's worth at that time <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah i mean or yeah, less than he's worth let's just say i, I don't know? take it as a knock because th- me personally i've enjoyed what drew's been doing with the title because he oh, has yeah. not allowed the the fact that the crowd is not there to no bother him he's been coming off honestly like i said sometimes he doesn't even need the mic to, to cut these promos but he's been coming off i mean the stuff he did on monday i mean uh I, I liked a lot. I mean, the stuff he's been doing with Randy, I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can't blame him, you know what I mean, for uh, for what's going on with the the pandemic right now. But I can uh, commend him for everything, all the effort he's been putting into it. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say that it'd be the same situation or result for some of these AEW superstars, whoever they may be, uh, if they would have tried doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. No, so no. I mean, and I understand uh, them being cautious because it's it's just you know it's been one of those things where they kind of uh, I mean more or less blown their load already with a lot of the, the surprise signings they had and they didn't have a whole lot of uh, reaction or a chance to get any type of fan reaction from these debuts and stuff like that. So if they were trying to plan something really specific or really big or impactful for someone that's going to put them in a yeah. even better or more prominent position. Um, and work towards a story that they're really trying to invest in, but there's no one there. To, I mean, that, that's the thing that makes it hard. It's really hard when, you know, you, you do these things that help push the envelope or the emotion factor of a story, but there's no live fans outside yeah. of the talent there. And, and because of that, then there's like an easing off of the gas. Yeah. You know what I mean, you know, and, and yeah. it's tough because then you go, it, it's a conundrum because you go, I know you guys got to present content per contract you know what i mean with the with the with the tnt they they got to you know yeah absolutely but it's it's tough because it's almost like you just kind of wish like you wonder well why put it on then you know because then you got people that will gain momentum and then start spinning their wheels you know and then we're over here like man it seems like people are hot than cold you know what i'm saying and, and so it's noticeable but at least now there's a method to the madness um, but I don't know how long they can hold off doing and that. And that's the know? thing is because they don't know how long they can hold off themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, it's just because that's the other thing. The other side of it for for Drew McIntyre, some people would say he, ha- he has been doing great. But the other side of, of you know, like, like a lot of old school heads or veterans would say, well, you don't have the, f- uh, the fan reaction there to be able to 
quote unquote, you know, quantify that. I get it. Which, you know, it's always, it's always the over system or the under system. And I get it. Um, but dude, like people wanted to see him win the title. I feel like he, they've been keeping the gas, the foot in the pedal, so to speak on, on Drew. He's been doing impressive, uh, matches. I mean, I mean, what I'll say is he is doing a lot better than anyone else would do, in my opinion, in his position. A hundred percent. Cause imagine if he didn't win and it was Brock, we would never see that title. Yeah. No, I was thinking <laughs> like, that. And then to me, working. I hate saying it cause he, you know, I guess is the champ on the other on the you know on SmackDown, but Braun I don't think is having the best run, and I thought no, you know again he's a victim, it, it, victim of bad circumstances. Yeah, man, the, the timeline is off. He Ironic, should've, they should have yeah. pulled the, the trigger, you know, with Brock, and now it's like, okay, you gave him the win over the um, over Bray, I guess, but it's like, for what? You know, well, so. well, no, he well, he he beat Goldberg, and then he he got the. Uh, that's right, that's right. And then he, you know, he beat Bray as just regular Bray. That's that's right. Yeah, he and beat then, the guy yeah. that beat Goldberg once, or not Goldberg that beat Brock once. And then I mean, that, that that's the thing that always bugged me, and I hate to harp on it, but I was like, dude, so the person that could beat the Fiend is a fifty-year-old man. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, it was like all these other guys that he beat yeah. before then. Like it, could, like yeah. all right. And I heard he'd been talking sideways about Roman Goldberg, but whatever, man. I, I'm I'm cool off off William William oh, Berg Wilhelm. Um, <laughs> you know I I like, nah, so, you got it. Nah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. William. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I get it. I oh mean, man. Hey hey hey, we're, hey hey I'm just ribbing on the square. <laughs> Um, but, uh, let me ask you a little bonus question here before we get to our last piece of news, I guess, mm-hmm. slash opinion piece, cause we're going to rip that shit to the shreds. Oh, yeah. Um, a quick little opinion question here. And I, I already have my, my answers written down because again, I've a cheater. Pre- well, I previously asked I'm this. Sorry, you're, pre- you're, prepared. you're prepared. I'm prepared. You know, uh, shout out to, uh, Eddie Lynch. Um, I actually was featured on his uh, latest episode of the podcast legend killer. So we actually had this question um, on well, the we're, show. We're podcast legends. You better watch it, man. Well, he's saying, he, oh, are you saying we're going to get killed? I'd like to see him try. Uh, maybe maybe you should come on the show and, heat, and, kid. And, and tell him what's boss. I mean, oh, oh, we're doing podcast court. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the question is, if Eddie Guerrero was still alive today. Oh, okay. I've seen this going around. Who would you like to see him wrestle? And, and the way we did it, you know, because he asked me, well, which Eddie, like Eddie, like the age he'd be now. I'm like, nah, I'm talking like 2005 prime uh, Eddie Guerrero. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Come on, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie you going to do Eddie like that? Listen. Oh, listen. It, it'd be the ones you know. <laughs> listen. So so the, the rest of the question is, since now that we got that you know out the way, which, I mean, it, it could be your own version if you'd like to. But I, I had nominated 2005 best of, you know, Latino Heat, WWE champion style, Eddie. You talking about Undisputed? Yeah. After, true, 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 true. after uh, JBL or Brock? All that, man. The whole run, okay. fam. Okay. Um, but who would you have him wrestle, whether it's the WWE, the NXT, which is you know the same but different, mm. um, or the AEW roster? And, of course, I had answers for all three. Of course you did. So I don't know if you wanted to go first or maybe if you'd like to hear mine, maybe I, I'm jog sure, your memory. I'm sure ours are going to be pretty similar. I mean, um, I think AEW – uh, I think out the gate, I and mean, it's hard not yep. to think Kenny. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't even thinking. Dang, I don't even have him. Like, Kenny, I think just from a technical standpoint, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think who else uh, from the AEW side. NXT, Gargano, I think would be great. Um, that I, I could have seen him and maybe Zayn when Zayn was really at his prime. But um, obviously, you want to see him and Almas 
you know, go at it. That That's like a no-brainer. But uh, I guess Seth would be dope. Mustafa Ali would be pretty dope, too, in my opinion, like just in terms of uh, uh, athleticism and uh, story storytelling, you know. So, yeah, that's probably kind of where I'm at. Uh, I'm trying to think of a big guy, too, because, yeah, I – Mm, maybe Cesaro. Cesaro would be dope. Oh, that's a good go one. Against. Yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah, I think Cesaro yeah. got him a little bit on height, but still, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be a technical. Yeah, I, you only actually named a, a few of the people I had on my list. And I think it sounds going to sound weird. This probably be my last one. I almost would argue Drew because I feel like Drew is just he can have a good match with anybody. It, it's, yeah, it's weird. He, he just brings out the the best in people. And I and I think. He wants those kinds of matches. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. When you look at the people he's faced and the type of challenge that he's allowed them to pretty much produce mm-hmm. in front of him in his matches, it's it's. I mean, I, again, that's why for me watching as a fan, I'm like, I like I like what he's been doing because he's been not only under overcoming the odds but convincingly doing it, not just you know by the skin of his teeth. Yeah, he's actually been stepping up and and trying to get it done. So yeah, um, I would say honorary mention doesn't have to be a whole thing. Bret Hart, boom. All right, you go ahead. Sam. I always said that those two should have wrestled because they were like Very, technical and then close mm-hmm. in height. Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of my my dream matches back in the day. Definitely, we, we used to do those dream match segments back in the day. Yeah. But uh, on the IG, here's my list. Surprise, Quincy Jones got a list. Let's go. For WWE, I had uh, Seth Rollins. Uh-huh. Also had Daniel Bryan and oh, nice. uh, AJ Styles. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why that didn't come to me. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'm sorry, Eddie, but it's blanking on me because Eddie had a really good one where it was more entertainment value. Hmm. And it was I can't remember. It was someone in WWE, I believe. But it was someone that I'm like, yeah, they, someone you wouldn't think, but because then you start thinking of maybe Velveteen. I don't think it was Velvet. It was one of those things where, like, when you think about both their characters and how well they play to each other, like, oh, that'd be really good, actually. Mm, okay. Um, NXT, I had uh, Finn Balor as well as Johnny Gargano, so that was another one that I was looking at as well. Yeah, Adam Cole. I was thinking Adam Cole, but I was like thinking like he probably would have more muscle. <laughs> that I mean, I think he would out wrestle Adam Cole to be honest. And I'm not saying that. I don't want to get you know attacked mm-hmm. like Pat uh, Mac McAfee or yeah. whatever how you, whatever you say his name. Yeah. McAfee. Uh, McAfee. Yeah, I had to learn hard, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> McCaffrey? Is, is it yeah. an R? It's, it's like McCaffrey without the R in it, right? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and then my, my AEW picks were uh, Sammy Guevara, because I figured I was like, obviously. Yeah, you know I, mean? I didn't Yeah, I didn't want to go shoot uh, him. Well, it's funny, because when you first said, well, I think, you know, you have to get it out the way. And I was like, oh, yeah, Sammy Guevara. You're like, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh okay. not Sammy Guevara. Never mind. Uh, Pentagon, Phoenix, I felt like. I didn't even think about uh, that. Scorpio Sky, I thought would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, I thought him and Cody would be really good. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. When you said, let's get it out the way, I thought that's who you thought I was going to pick. You know what I mean? Oh, that, that's another action I can understand. But my last pick from AEW was, uh, I, and I want to see this just because I'm selfish and, like, one last time, Jericho. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was even thinking uh, Ray versus Eddie, one more time, would be awesome. Dominic and turns his back and joins the Guerrero family. <laughs> Man. Well, it's so funny because when he when he first pulled out the kendo sticks, there were so many memes that went up where Eddie was just, that's my boy. Yeah, I, po- yeah. I posted it for sure. Oh, yeah, man. Because I was proud of him, too. But you know what? Uh, one Let's, of the names yeah. well, say one of the names you named that was interesting happens to be uh, another segue to my, my last little pair of notes here. Tirade. Uh, <laughs> I got, uh, caution. <laughs> uh, heat ahead, extreme heat. Um, you said Mustafa Ali. 
Uh, it's worth noting that there have been uh, several names speculated to be a part of uh, the newest ragtag group of misfits. Just a knock around group. Of just, guys. just a, just a pair of knock around <laughs> oh, guys. Just uh, like man. stock and barrel. Shout, shout to McFly. Uh, That's a McFly quote. <laughs> You're gonna see more of those McFly quotes. Like yeah, definitely, you. man. He, he, he's man. He's made of them. Uh, we're talking retribution here. In case you didn't get it, uh, mm-hmm. the little rascals. The new paper. I'm sorry. The new um, stable coming up. Yeah, the new stable coming up. Um, obviously, they've been seen on SmackDown running amok uh, with the chainsaws, and then they kind of dialed it back inf- infinitely, like on Monday. Yeah. But uh, man, some of the names. Uh, that are rumored, and we talked about, so, you know, in the chat, you know, some of the, the voices sounded familiar. Uh, we yes. had There's uh, Ricochet, Bo Dallas, yep. Mustafa Ali, and Cedric Alexander. And then there's, they're saying in recent rumors, they're saying that Dominic Dijakovic or Tommaso Ciampa's names have come up as Potential. possible leaders. Yeah. Um, as they said, both men have recently both deleted their Twitter history. Yeah. Um. Which, I mean, the thing is, Ciampa, he's been kind of doing his thing, talking about where he's trying to figure out where he, he's even at in NXT anymore. And Well, I, I don't know if that's is, a shoot or not. I mean, it seems like he's kind of mad. He had to kind of, you know, look up at the stars for, uh, for Cross a little bit. I mean, that's the thing, too. To add to his Twitter activity, I heard one of the things he's posted lately was, like, it was basically a photo that looked like just um, – White noise or, or like just static. And this is Champa you're talking about? No, I'm sorry. Oh, this oh, is Dijak. Dijakovic. Yeah. And if you if you like really zoom, 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 zoom in there, it like very small letters. You, it says we are in control. So you're saying once you go to Amazon and buy an old DOS effects. Yeah. And then zoom a zoom zoom. Yeah, zoom a zoom zoom. Zoom a zoom. Just to like, have a Zoom meeting, and then when you look really, yeah, it, it says we are in control. And then you shake your rump, yep, because <laughs> you zoom, zoom, zoom. I get it. I yeah, get it. so apparently that, that's showing, been reported. Showing our age here. Yep, yep. <laughs> they did. But, uh, Love it, I mean, Love it. let's just get down to brass tacks, Quincy yeah, Jones. Yeah, let's, let's break um, this whole you, thing you, apart. You, let's, you let's, said it. Look, they last week uh, they caught eyes, turn heads, headlines, all that, and you know maybe it was they were riding the wave of momentum because of Raw Underground. So there was all these new things, to new concepts to wrap our mind around. It looked like the Riot Squad got reunited last week, but then it's like you see it was a really good Raw, right? Actually, it, last it, it week. seemed like things were rolling, right? And so you get this whole oh we're setting a generator on fire. All right, cool. Then it gets escalated like drastically yeah. in four days or three days, whatever it is yeah. on Friday night. And like you said, they got chainsaws. They're, they're attacking, chasing attacking commentators women. And, yeah, and women. Yeah, cats and dogs living together. You know, and so it's like this. It, it, to me, it's a, it's a spike in in uh, carnage in a sense. You know what I mean? It's a in, spike in, in, in behavior, in intent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you Thank know? you. And it was just weird because that group didn't seem as intimidating as the people from afar causing power outages and on this GTV whatever tape you know camera Bang angle where well, you're not seeing everybody right but then you see the, and now i just felt like what hurt it is like yeah they got these weapons and it's all chaotic but then it's like these guys are like all small like and then it's like okay clearly it's two females okay let's try to figure out who they are and then it's just like okay that's a black guy clearly but he's short so now that like starts cornering the market and like brings in names like you said cedric alexander who is yeah. i believe 
Ricochet. Yeah, you know? Who who can fit the bill as far as height-wise and, and voice, skin tone. And that voice, you better and, go home. And they both have a, 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 a kind of a high voice. Yeah. Ricochet Bo, more so. Bo as well. He's been Bo as screen. well, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm not going to lie. Even though you, you're right, Bugen has a bigger stature. Oh, that dude's But jacked. that voice, it, it just, the guy that, like, grabbed the cameraman sounded like him more like, Joaquin Wild or someone like he that. He sounded more like Joaquin Wild to me. Right? And and so that's Which the thing kind we of, start reading yeah. this report that the possible because there's yeah, there, there's different there's different oh man, yeah, reports going around. Yeah, yeah. there's and, and that's what I was gonna bring to this deal because I, I figured as much because it is it's I mean, and maybe it's done that way so we can be pleasantly surprised, which I hope is the outcome. You know what I mean? Because again, everything I've seen and it's not coming from an anti WWE type of, of standpoint. It's just Logical this is belief. I, this is obviously something designed to help push a new batch of faces, and I worry yeah. for the booking of it thus far and and the future because mm-hmm. if they don't hit this out the park, all these people are dead in the water once yeah. they finally reveal. You're talking like five or six people, and let's look at WWE's current track batting record. A- yeah, yeah track record batting average of making new stars. It's not happening. Like it's basically fifty fifty booking where they get only so far, and then. You know, we all know about Vince taking over for Raw, and then Bruce and Paul Heyman's gone, and all these guys that lost their push. Everyone knows we're not going to bore you with the details. But this is what we mean by conflicting uh, uh, articles and, and, and reports about this. Because two weeks ago, it says, quote, the WWE do know there is an actual plan for these particular individuals. The idea of a new faction was something that was written at the last minute. From what I could tell... This was essentially the NXT call-ups who were coming up soon, who were sitting by the sidelines waiting for an opportunity. For example, Dijakovic, Chelsea Green, Vanessa Bourne has been mentioned as well. There is a plan. They did have the people they wanted in those outfits, but it sure doesn't feel like it sometimes does it. And that's an exact quote. But then two weeks later, I see a, a tweet from Steve Carrier well, of Ringside News. Yes. The, the first one you read, what, what, who's the source on that? Uh, I believe it's not ringside. Uh, it's Wrestle Talk. Okay. Okay. And so that's what's crazy. I um and I don't know that that was a direct quote from somebody. A, yeah, yeah, a different, yeah. You know, yeah, media exactly. Lo- One of their insiders. But, on, I, I right. Assume. So, but Steve Carrier here of Ringside News tweets quote: "Let's talk about retribution for a second. WWE still has no idea who's in the stable, and everyone who played those roles on Friday were stand-ins. The Friday night we were just talking about. There's quote no direction." And also, stop inboxing me about CM Punk. We confirmed he has nothing to do with this, which is also a very popular name that's been surrounding this. Well, so. ha- have you heard the the recent reports too? Is you know, obviously, everyone's been on Vince's ass, investor wise and shareholder wise, as well as network, uh, you know, higher ups and stuff about the the rating situation with Raw. Yeah, as it's seen its lowest ratings in its entirety of its history, which is that's I mean, that's insane to me. But they're doing karaoke and stupid shit like that. That's why. <sighs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, a lot of people were thinking, "Oh, would you ever bring up bring back CM Punk?" Because obviously, that would push the needle. Yeah, and but the, he, I have he's recently report. said, "Like, no, he wouldn't." He, he he's I don't know how vehement it was. You know how Vince is. He's you know here one day yeah, he, he likes something and hates it the other. You know, it's but if it, you're close to getting Punk, you're now also not going to say it either. So to me, I feel nah, like uh, never yeah. say never. You know, and yeah, Punk's especially really with him because he's I know he's been getting involved with some Twitter exchanges with Rey Mysterio with that story. Oh, CM Punk yeah. saying little things. You know, so that's why people are are you know he yeah. he said something like oh you should shave his head bald that's never been done before that's never been I know done, a yeah. thing or two about 
retribution and that's what set you know the iwc on fire so yeah let's you know but basically there's so many things to dissect here and, and i know we got to get to break soon but my whole point is this they're going back and forth clearly it looked like they didn't know who they wanted in those spots because on friday again where they have this spike in behavior with chainsaws etc i'm seeing two women who i definitely know who they are and we've talked about yeah. this it's clearly chelsea green and vanessa Bourne. Yeah. well i That's mean yeah totally vanessa fine. Bourne. i mean a lot of people were saying it was her because they were pointing towards the fact that her she let her hair out yeah and, for and whatever reason, as I, soon as I saw that, I was like, "Come on, that's that's got to be," you know. And Chelsea, I think some I people were like, guys, "It's Maria Canellis." No, nah, <laughs> I, I, like, nah. I mean, I'm not mad at that. I mean, I think there was something we talked about. Could all her, you know, recent comments about the WWE product be just a swerve? You know, yeah. she's been saying lately, "I definitely would entertain Maria. a ROH return." Maria, so it's Maria. like maybe she's still. I mean, they're they're also big on the on the on the uh, business too. So, but I don't know. To me, to go from that and then so we come to Monday, and that's just basically the big. You know, it's just a drop in. I don't want to say violence, but like it's such a like you know, two steps forward, ten steps back. Yeah, like like the the degree. You would think if you went from blowing up a generator or setting it on fire to chainsaws and all that stuff Friday, destroying uh, property, company property, and it's like the first thing we see is a cinder block going through the candy glass door that we saw sugar uh, sugar, sugar glass, glass i'm sorry that we saw the street profits go through at wrestlemania with their fight that fantasy oh, that fight spear. With, yeah, 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 with, yeah. With, with uh before the they turn into the, the, the with the viking profits exactly you know <laughs> so it's like we know that's a revolving broken door you know and they you know we we see a, a security guard run over there and these guys <laughs> are just not menacing at all it seems like the women are still the same women but it's clearly not the same guys that were there on Friday. Definitely not. And nah. a cinder block is thrown through, and it gets, I would say, well, what, 95 97% of the class. No, well, and then they send another one in there for no reason. Well, this is my thing. They threw it low. They yeah. aimed, like, why wouldn't you? I mean, first of all, I, I doubt that that door really has a huge WWE logo on it, and then underneath it says no soliciting. Yeah. But why wouldn't you throw it through the logo? Mm. And But instead, if you notice, they aim, like, when they go to throw, they aim it, like, down. And like like a grounder, yeah, like like, like throwing a ground ball, dude. Like yeah. it was so weird. It seemed like they were trying to protect, like maybe I don't know, maybe they thought it was gonna be shoot. Glass. I mean, I where know. are they getting these these doors? Is this is this like a, the multiverse episode of Rick and Morty? I, yeah. You need locked doors? <laughs> not this one. Not, <laughs> not that, that one. one. It's still the commercial. It's still the, no soliciting at this one. No cinder blocks <laughs> to that one. And and, like, and, and oh, that man. did nothing to me. Like big who. Like you, you threw a cinder block through glass. That's not menacing. That, that's see, breaking that, and entering. But, but that's and my you thing. Didn't even is, enter. It, it doesn't help that they're all high fiving right after. Yeah. Like like a bunch of jocks that just like, pulled a kid's underwear or gave someone no, a swirly, bro. Like you go home. <laughs> oh God. That, yeah. They had a, they had the one security guard who I don't know why they sent one to take on like what six seven people and they yeah get out of here go home and he's so scrying. No, like, how about you go home? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm like yo, undisputed already does that. They do the the yeah, whole yeah. high school jock thing. Like, yeah, dynamic. The, yeah, y'all can't. It was just and then later on in the night. Do you see him outside? Oh yeah, in, like with this overturned car, and they're all chanting and and From getting the... ruckus and stuff. And then it's just weird because then you see one of the females, which I'm not trying to sound sexist or anything, but I just felt like it didn't look as cool as they thought. Where one of the female, I guess, members is walking on the underbelly or undercarriage of the car, and I just felt like no no post was was striked or anything. You know, what I mean, it was just like. I'm just doing this because I can, and it just felt like just felt like there's not really a plan, you know. And, it, and, and it, that's it really, what bothers me. It really does, and I mean, like you said, the the clothes are baggy. 
Uh, yeah, we feel like we've seen different people at different times. So it, yeah, it looks it like does. they're borrowing their clothes it, from somebody. Yeah, dude, it, it very does. It very well feeds into the rumor of possibly there's just bodies being, you know, set up until they fill out who's, you know. Yeah. Because one of the theories I had, you know, because they 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 threw out Dijakovic's name, they threw out Champa's name. I'm like, well, maybe there's an actual ringleader that has yet to be revealed. Yeah. Um, they threw out Mustafa's name, and I said, well, shit, we're not seeing him on TV right now. I don't know. I, sidebar, but. McMahon has fell, fallen out of favor with Ali again, where he just he was on Raw like two weeks ago. Yeah, had a match against Bob Glashley, lost, and then now he's taking L's to Riddick Moss on main event, bro. Dude, I don't I don't know. It, it, it's very weird, and, and it's like you know when that, they dropped that whole hacker thing, but it's well, like what was he yeah. wearing? Hoodie, uh, yeah, and a mask. It's like and, he could have been the leader, and, and that's why I was gonna, I was gonna go with back. it. Yeah, if, yeah, if, if they, if he was still, if he, I mean, because he was rumored to be the hacker, which I'm pretty sure he was yeah. with the whole shine the light thing. But but he, even he, if he, he wasn't gonna be revealed, they should. They, they I don't know why they it. dropped it. No, yeah, they, yeah, they, they could have very alive. much used it. Swap the identity, um, yeah. especially again with all the technical difficulties on the show. Yeah, you're a hacker. You can hack into the electrical mainframe or whatever you want to call it. Hey, I'm not an electrical guy. You know what I mean? I, I do podcasts for crying out loud, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, the, the circuit breaker, the, the, the power grid, sort of IT whatever it training is. to yeah. get pass by all kinds. Of, yeah, exactly. I mean, because they could, they could even like that. have it where like they go to like the little trucks that they do the the, the production yeah. trucks and be like, "Dude, what the hell's going on?" Or like, "I swear it's not us or someone that's overriding the system." And then it's yeah. like, "What is going on?" You know what why, I mean? Why are we doing their jobs for them, Quincy Jones? We we do this a lot, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, I say this to say, just please do better. Do better. Um. We want this to work. Or we don't want to have to complain about this. I don't know where to go from here. I, I don't know if I even want to do a how to get over because I'm. I, I, I'll tell you where we go from here. Hashtag we deserve better. We deserve better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that is correct. I mean, we are going to uh, talk about, uh, you know, the new campaign trail for MJF as oh, yeah. well as uh, the new developments going into NXT TakeOver 30 as we come back from break. Um. On that note, uh, I mean, hopefully by next week we'll have something better to say about Retribution. I don't know. Uh, as this comes out, it will be SmackDown, so I don't know what they're going to have planned for them. Mm-hmm. But uh, I digress. Uh, first, a word from our new sponsor, Storyline Tees, and we'll be right back. Hey, yo, what's going on, man? It's Quincy Jones Go from the Quincy Jones Show. And, man, once again, our newest sponsor, Storyline Tees, hit it at the park once again. They threw down the gauntlet. Let it be known they are not to be messed with when it comes to the merch game. It's a new era in the merch game. They let it be known with the Prince Devitt shirt. Then they doubled up with the Boyhood Dream Shawn Michaels shirt. And, man, this third one, it's only fit for a king. Matter of fact... False monarchies are commonplace as kingdoms rise and fall, but I, the genius full of glory and renown, says the macho man, is everything that everybody everywhere would ever, ever want to wear a crown, says the genius Lanny Poffo. Once again, Storyline Tees presents to you the Macho King Tee, featured in two different color schemes, black and gold, and of course, black and purple. Get yours right now. You can hit up Storyline underscore tease underscore LLC, or you can hit up 20 by 20 podcast. 
I'm sure they're going to need to know your size information as well as your address as well as payment info. This is a pre-order. Once again, hit up storyline underscore T's underscore LLC or shoot a DM to 20 by 20 podcast. Once again, they are the creators and the brainchild behind Storyline T's. And make sure you just follow them just off top, man, off that GP. I'm telling you, man, these guys keep doing their thing. I mean, look, I ain't trying to give away a sneak peek or nothing, but they just had a photo shoot and I saw a fire Loose Cannon, Brian Pillman shirt design. I mean, look, if I'm late to the party, I'm late to the party. But I'm just saying you don't have to be. Go ahead and shoot them a follow on social media. And, again, we're going to keep you guys notified on all things Storyline Tees. Keep you updated as long as you follow us right here on The Quincy Jones Show. Go. Welcome to The Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Be sure to go to Storyline Tees and pre-order that great Macho King shirt I just told you about. Do but, that. but I digress. He does. Enough with the with the plugs and the the social media banter. I think I will pass it on to our NXT or I guess it's AEW this week, right? We're going to AEW. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah. AEW. I mean, I think we were going back and forth, but I'm sure you guys did AEW last week. But I'll, you know, but we gonna we gonna do it all way this week. Because we had a new tag team, I was Mark. Say, I was just going to say. You Mark? <laughs> Uh-oh, sounds like a challenge, Mark. You better run and hide. You little Mark. But, oh, uh, yeah, no, so, yeah, I mean, this week, uh, I'll go ahead and go on uh, AEW Dynamite. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring the boom as I light the fuse. Uh, and just kind of, uh, you know, reminder of things that are going on. We got the $7,000 obligation match between Jericho and Orange Cassidy, which is really Jericho and Orange Cassidy Part 2. TNT title match, Cody unveiling the new title versus Scorpio Sky. You got uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman defending their tag titles against Jurassic Express. Hiroko Shida is in action. John Moxley appears tonight. And there's Tag Team Appreciation Night, of course. So uh, we kick off Young Bucks versus Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, the Dark Order. Uh, not a bad match. They, yeah, uh, I, did, I actually did watch this. I watched, I think, probably the first 15 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. bad. I mean, uh, the Bucks are attacked and laid out on the ramp uh, by uh, Silver Reynolds and Five, a.k.a. Uh, Allen Angels. Uh, the match starts basically with, you know, Matt is left out on the stage while Nick's kind of outnumbered. He, uh, he comes back, you know, because Matt's got to have the cool comeback. You know, Nick goes to the outside and starts to get jumped by the same three, and then Matt comes out of nowhere with a tope con hilo off the off the ramp you know it sticks the landing he put it on his ig go ahead and check yeah, it out yeah I, did. It. So, <laughs> I stuck the landing I was like, yeah <laughs> definitely you know and he goes you know and does this whole road warrior double clothesline or road warrior buck comeback as everyone calls it that, see i i i i call it the ultimate warrior comeback because he just does the running like the leaping yeah. clothesline. yeah yeah definitely definitely which I, it looks good it's just funny you know when he does it to the bigger guys so yeah, uh, yeah, at definitely. some point, Nick does hit a double bounce springboard arm drag for gratuitous effort, as I wrote, because it was like not needed whatsoever. Uh, but I did like Taz at some point. He notes the long history between uh, the Bucks and Dark Order. Obviously, they weren't Dark Order at the time. Yeah, I, I thought that was key. Super Smash Brothers. So because no one else has ever connected those dots before. Exactly. You know, they people kind of know, but they I feel like it's not ex- extensive it's not in terms ex- of how exclusively they, known yeah exactly so uh bucks they reach in the bag they hit risky business on uno at some point and uh grayson he did this in a match before i can't remember what it was but he does what i call the springboard stepping stone hurricane rana where he jumps off the top rope steps on his partner's shoulder steps on nick's shoulder and then jumps off and hurricane rana uh mat you know it looked pretty good uh, they did, of course, the uh, yin and yang, which is that uh, cannonball 450 combo. Um, but basically, Nick 
uh, he gets the pin after they beat up Matt and they stick him in the tunnel. Right. Yeah. And then they have the three, you know, the the job squad of, you know, the young lions, I'm sorry, of Dark Order <laughs> block the tunnel so he can't come out. But to me, it's like it didn't play anything into the finish because they tried to hit fatality and Nick's able to uh, snap off a sunset flip pin, you know, jackknife pin for the win. Um, and there's no like heat after the match. It's just weird, you know. So I, was I like, mean, I guess tried, it's just he, clean. I mean, Grayson tried to break it up, but he was a little late. A little late, yep, definitely. Which so. I mean, it was believable because he did the 450 roll into the corner, and then you know, trying to catch his bearings from doing definitely, you know, yeah, yeah, full flip, yeah, especially so. doing yeah 450 into a, uh, another somersault. I can't yeah. imagine. Uh, right before uh, we get to the next part, we have MJF. He's like in backstage, and not much to mention. He's got a new gum guy, and uh, reminds his assistant Nina to only speak when spoken to. I do have one thing to say about this segment. This was actually an Easter egg slash callback. Yeah, to Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, uh, yeah. Because a lot of people don't know that that he actually was was in WWE for a little guest spot there. Yep. And, yeah, and it, not the best-looking security guard because he had the swoosh and the hair and everything. But, yeah, I always remember him checking him into – I don't know if it was a locker or a wall. It was a wall. And he doesn't yeah. even say anything, but he just checks him, and he does it exactly like that with Lee – I can't – is it Lee Thompson? Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson, yeah. So yeah. He, and he's a guy we've seen on Dark, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and, but, yeah, I, <laughs> shoulder into the wall says, stay, you know, stay out of the shot. Um, and that was so, awesome. Yeah, I thought yeah. so, too. And hey, new new gum guy is good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> uh, and I liked how Wardlow had a little earpiece in and everything. Uh, this takes us to, like, a segment they string along throughout the night. It's basically they're asking different tag teams who's your favorite tag team. No surprise here. They ask the tag champs, and Omega just almost immediately blurts out oh, the man. Young Bucks, you know, and then talks about their, their just ac- their accomplishments. He calls them the gods of tag team wrestling because they reinvented tag team wrestling. And Paige looks what I would say both unimpressed and unsurprised in a sense. Noticeably says, annoyed. Yeah, noticeably annoyed, definitely uh, above else, and said, you know, I thought it was us, but, you know, so it was kind of a weird, yeah. awkward situation. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, they just done a lot, you know. Because even when he says I was going to say us, he kind of laughs it off. Yeah. Well, we're just we're two singles. Never mind. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, geez. I was okay. like, dude, you're constantly putting Feed it, it to me. Exactly. Feed it to me. I see the seeds, baby. Exactly. But uh, this takes us to MJF in the ring. Uh, he has a segment. He's got a podium there. Uh, and implores everyone to uh, use the hashtags MJF2020 and, of course, hashtag not my champion. Uh, he reminds Nina to smile off mic. He does all the heel stuff, you know, and she uh, shows the polling numbers of, I don't know what this means, 500 for MJF and negative <laughs> plus, 1,000. Plus 500% for, for and negative 1,000%. Yeah. So this is what's weird. <laughs> Approval rate, I think, is what it was. Yeah. Is, is um, for MJF, and I got quotables, of course, but yeah. he comes off as a very smart guy, clever guy, witty guy. And it's, I just felt like this segment a little bit took him down maybe half a peg, maybe quarter peg, a little bit, because right after they announce that Moxley is here live, is scheduled to appear live, oh, yeah. he goes out there and says, Moxley isn't here, and, you know, I'll, I promise to always be here because I'm going to be the champion that you guys deserve. And, and, you know, but then also takes, like, responsibility for his absence, saying, I know the reason he's not here is because he's scared of me and really scared of change, you know, which I thought was a good way to put it. But and before delving deeper, in it, I just thought, yeah, so it's weird to see it within the first 30 minutes it's announced and he's like the only one who doesn't have a clue, you know. So I don't know if maybe he's there's going to be a segment like and it didn't happen tonight or that night where he's like blasting his team, you know, for like, why didn't anybody tell me he was in the building? Anything like that? You know what I'm saying? That would so, that would have been good. Yeah. You a know little I mean? nice little add on. But, you know, uh, <laughs> I know you had to love. 
the bombs. Go to the bombs. Oh, yeah. Go, again, you know, we used to work, or I used to be a part of the same organization here. Yes, but I work used at to, the Honda Center. Yeah. We got bombs all the all day. So, time. yeah, it, now, it's funny, but before that job, I've never heard. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard of vomitories, but I never heard like vom- like. So that's why I was laughing that that he was saying it, and then like even Taz like broke it down. Yeah. Of all people, Taz broke yeah. it down. Oh, uh, exa- I was just gonna say yeah. the one who will probably mispronounce it, <laughs> or at least misspell <laughs> it. Uh, all I can say is uh, so MJF goes. Uh, he, he keeps calling him Jonathan. Says you're in uncharted territory. You're dealing with someone who's much more talented than you, and who is not as eager or happy to look up at the lights for you. You know, very fourth wall breaking. He even yeah. moves the podium, lays down on his back, yeah. and say, "Hey, are you more comfortable now for to show up at your job that I'm I'm talking to you like this?" Uh, he does say, "Hey, he's one hell of a pro wrestler," which he continues to say, but he is no leader. Uh, calls him a rabid dog chasing cars who wouldn't know what to do with it when he caught one. But he that gives him a- credit and says he did catch the most prettiest yeah. automobile, pretty platinum, aka the AEW title. Says it's time for him to fork over the keys, though. I thought you that know? was a great analogy because he could have went further by saying. You finally got the car mm-hmm. being the title, and you don't even know what to do with do being with a car. world champion. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which some people are critical of when he was doing the Dean Ambrose stuff on SmackDown too. Yep, you know what I mean. So just like people been critical of his entire run as AEW champ, so I thought that was kind of alluded to, but you know, kind of refrained from pointing it out so so blatantly. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was, I, I mean. Well, I guess what part in particular was it? Was it because of the fact that he wasn't smart enough to know that his opponent was in, in, the in the building? Yeah, that's what took you down a quarter peg. Yeah, because it just showed it. It's like so. Yeah. How do we as viewers know you've been at the arena all day? He doesn't watch the show. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, he doesn't it just, watch the show. I think from that end, but Mox's music would hit because uh, of course MJF says you know they deserve better. Uh, like you said, he tells Wardlow and the security team go to the bombs. They are, you know, as soon as that happened, I knew, kind of saw what was going on. Yeah. They were trying to block Moxie's usual entrance. He comes out uncharacteristically from that, I won't say from the back, but kind of from the side of the ramp. Uh, beats him up from behind, throws him into the podium, Dude, paradigm that, shift, drilled him really bad. That clothesline he hit him with from the from behind. Yeah. The, the North and Larry, as some would, would call, shout out to Bobby Roode. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that was nice. And uh, he, uh, on his way out, he does pick up a mic, says, don't think for one second that makes us even after what you cost me last week. We're not even until September 5th at All Out, where I will teach you a painful lesson in humility, and I'm going to make sure that it's a very bitter pill for you to swallow. I just thought that was just weird because it's like you didn't cost mocks anything. Well, you no, he champ. he almost yeah he almost cost him the the champion to oh, lose against. Oh, Garvey. you're right, you're right. Okay, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Which okay. when you think about it, you know, because <laughs> they asked him like, well, what if Darby wins tonight? He's like, oh, who oh who would I rather face, him or Darby? A small Darby, Darby yeah. Allen, basically. And I was like, oh, okay, so that that was a good play to make as far as yeah. seeds being planted and trying to actually get that to happen. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I mean. I like this promo. It's uh, better than a lot of the stuff that he had to do with Cage in the beginning, because the stuff what he was doing with Cage towards the end, uh, I I did like, even though he wasn't um, available to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, did the him quarantining and whatnot. But um, I enjoyed it. But I felt like, yeah, him saying, "I'm gonna teach you this painful lesson," and then it's a bitter pill to swallow. I'm like, you're you're trying to fit two different. Yes, yeah, almost double negative. And yeah, it's it, canceling each other out a little bit. Yeah, it's like. It's like, man, I'm not, you know what? The grass is greener on the other side, and sometimes you got to cut the grass to see the snakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's trying too hard to time together. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that basically ends with MJF holding his neck in agony, surrounded by a security team. Uh, next, we see Matt Hardy backstage to kind of recap, you know, the whole bloody spot for the chair. Yeah. 
uh, which we, you know, you guys reported on a little bit more last week. Uh, Alex Marvez is basically making it clear, you know, uh, Matt Hardy's got 10 days, so he's medically cleared, which happens to be the next uh, scheduled AEW Dynamite. And I also want to, like, really, like, extenuate that because the NBA schedule's coming up, so yeah. they're going to be, I think it's the 22nd. They're going to be on Saturday. Yeah, on Saturday. So that's yeah. why Saturday or 10 days is a constant thing you hear on this uh, broadcast with AEW Dynamite. But, yeah, you know, he's got 13 stitches. Matt says, uh, you know, 13 stitches, I'm alive, but I didn't die, and uh, all I've been seeing is red. And basically he's not going to stop until he makes uh, Sammy bleed his own blood. Um, I said he had what I would call a Freudian slip a little bit because he started talking in his Damascus accent and yeah. saying Sammy is an obnoxious aunt that needs to be squashed. You know what I'm saying? And then goes right into, and a matter of fact, Matt Hardy loves the taste of his own blood. You know, and it's just like, uh, okay, see, so now are we using this? See, that, like, that's, that's after... what I was trying to figure out because, you know, if you guys, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if everyone that listens to us watches or follows BTE, but they did have a little segment on BCE where he was going through the personalities again. Yep. So I was thinking, I was like, maybe it wasn't planned, but maybe... You know, then they had to obviously get some real 13 stitches. And, yep. you know, maybe they're doing the whole broken thing. It's hard not to do it when, I mean, 13, and you saw the Crimson Mask. Dude, had, I saw, I saw the good gash. TV. Yeah. Oh, was, oh, yeah, it's yeah. bad. And I saw the tweet. Oh, oh that was bad, too. Oh, man. Oh, 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 red, scathing. Red. Scathing. Oh, Rebby don't take no Rebby shit. don't take nothing. No. But uh, basically. Uh, <laughs> Rebby's bitches better be using Jimmy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Other guys reference. Watch that. Oh, uh, but, yeah, basically, Matt has said, yeah, you know, in 10 days. I'll be good for, you know, like I said, you know, the next AW Dynamite. He wants to fight Sammy. Uh, it says that upper management wants him to stay at home and relax, but he has plans to basically wait for Sammy's arrival. And then he sees someone that looks like Sammy, which I can't get mad because hat backwards, you know, hoodie jacket on. Uh, but it actually ends up being referee Mike Posey, which he doesn't realize. So he smashes his head repeatedly into this roll up door. And the other referee's got to, you know, basically wake him up and, and or I want, snap him out of it, I should say, <laughs> and then separate him. You know and, what and I hated know. About, about that whole segment? Let's me know. He's going to get suspended. <laughs> yeah, this is what I hated about the whole segment is right at the end before they were pitching back the commentary, you just hear Marvez off, off to the side. Hey, that's not Sammy Guevara. <laughs> dude. Hey, that's dude. Mike Posey. That was so bad. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's Mike Posey, dude. Like, <laughs> line, line. Oh, like oh, people oh, barely oh. know you, Marvez. Such <laughs> your head. Uh, I mean, you know what's funny? Uh, I couldn't help but be evil and think like, oh, man, how come that couldn't have been Marco? Because he always wears a hat backwards with another chair. Right? Oh, man. Take and him we'll get, out. We will yeah. get into Marco. Oh, oh okay. okay. So, yeah, because yeah, I, I stopped, I think, right after this is when I stopped watching. Gotcha. Oh, no, actually, a correction. I did watch the TNT Championship match. Gotcha. Okay. I had to. But yes. after that, I didn't watch anything else. And uh, that's, yeah, we're about to get into that right now. Scorpio yeah. Sky challenging for Cody's uh, newly minted new Ruth, as I called it on IG. But the uh, new, uh, I guess, the final design of the TNT title, you know, and um, I like this. Uh, Scorpio came out. He had the whole door that said no admittance. No admittance on it, and then kicked it down literally like he said he would last week. If you, uh, if it's you, got the pyro. He looks like a million bucks. He looked like a star. Love it. If you notice, the door was made to look like the executive's door. Exactly, and I like yeah. that a lot. Also, yeah. noticeably wearing red tights, as yeah, I mentioned we ta- in our personal <sighs> chat. We talked about, yeah. And so I thought, hmm, because Ooh. in our chat we were we were discussing what the Get what we thought Skyler. about the uh, new title design. And we're talking about how we like the gold accent better than the silver. And I said, let's just hope Scorpio wears red tonight. You know, just kind of like blah, showing blah, what, what, what I, you know, because I obviously am a Cody guy, but I think he's done what he's needed to do with that belt. 
And yeah. I think he needs to move up and find a way back to the main event picture somehow. But uh, anyway, man, um, I thought this was weird. Not weird, but maybe because we haven't seen it in a while. Cody enters with the Nightmare family. Nightmare sisters. Okay, so this was when I saw that. Natural the, nightmares and arms. Yeah, the, that was a dead giveaway to me. As much as I didn't want it, I was like, uh, Cody's not going to lose. Because I was like, they're not going to make him lose in front of the whole fam the first time they come out with him. But I but I'll be thinking, I was like. so, actually. I, well, because I was thinking, I'm like, they're going to make him lose in front of his brother and, like, his girl, you know, Brandy, who hasn't been out there the last couple. I mean, I think after, what, the maybe first two yeah, uh, defenses that she hasn't been out there. So that's why I was like, they ain't going to make him lose in front of his girl and his brother, though, right? I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're kind of, I put like this, his presentation kind of spoke big, like, oh, okay, this may be leading to something else after this. Yeah. You know, more. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I will say, you know, there. You know, when I did see uh, the kick out from from uh, Sky, I, and, and, I, I, and now I, you're gonna get into it. Yeah. I, I was like excited, but I digress. Yeah, I mean, what I liked about it is this had a big, big match feel, big introductions, uh, tell of the tape. One thing about the introductions, oh. I have never heard this ever, and they didn't note it on commentary. Was Cody was noticeably uh, announced as the quote unquote Prince of Pro Wrestling. I've heard him use it. Before, but not in AEW. I man, I I feel like I've heard him call or refer to himself as the Prince, but never the Prince of Pro Wrestling. So I was I was pretty surprised by that. And then another surprise was Mike Kyoto, yes. thirty three year referee veteran, obviously known mostly for his tenure at WWE. Yeah. And I I just I got to take a side note to say this: if you're hating on dude for getting his money for counting to three. Eat dicks. That's how I feel about it. Big because bag of them. It's like he didn't ask to get fired during a pandemic. No. WWE did that to him and showed what 33 years of loyalty got him. So after the 60, 90 day, how are you going to hate a guy? What is he supposed to do? Go back to the Indies? Yeah, which is not popping. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if you if he would have went to Impact, y'all would have clowned him. I was just going to say, if, they don't it, let it go with Hebner. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then it's like, so if he goes to AEW... Then what you guys gonna do? It's an eye roll now. Yep. Oh, uh, because there, there is. I don't know, man. Like, I, I was happy to see him. Um, it was really good for him to to referee that match. It shows yeah. that they they really cherish what what he's about. And I, it it, kind of, it just brings a legitimacy to the match. I'm not gonna lie, it really does. It, I mean, it made it feel big. It, I thought it was the other reason why I thought it was big is because there's another referee, and, and I hate that his name escapes me right now, but he he's been real critical of AEW. He's an ex-referee. He does a podcast. I know everyone's probably screaming at me his name right now. I just, I, I really can't remember. Um, but he's been real crucial of how AEW is choosing to do their matches, mostly because of how they chose to officiate some of their matches and how they changed some of the standard rules and stuff like that. So the fact that there's another uh, tenured WWE uh, official that is, I'm on board with this brand. I think that kind of does speak volumes. And you know, hey, all I can say is. Uh, Possibly, maybe we'll Jimmy get Jimmy Corderas. Thank you. Jimmy Corderas is exactly the guy I was thinking Boom. about. Boom. Um, but I, I think it'd be safe to say we might get a, a Talk of Jericho interview with him soon. Yeah, and, I, and I think that'd be great. I mean, and, and we'll go, because obviously this show later on the show, they definitely have a history. But um, I got to say, I like this match. I'm just going to point out some things that I thought were very classic, uh, the way it started. Uh, you know, Sky Ducks across body, which is something Cody likes to bring out the bag because he's a fan of Sting. Uh, and I like how that sent him outside for a powder. Don't see that a lot. Cody absorbed a shoulder block attempt by Sky and literally flexed on him. 
You know what I mean? And, and then hip tossed him over the top rope to the outside and then sits on the rope to welcome him back or invite him back in the ring. And Sky, to his credit, rejected it and went to another side of the ring and slid in on his own, you know. Uh, as it gets more high paced, you do get a power slam from Cody. Sky kind of builds on the rib injury. I don't say injury, but I guess the, the ribs that were worked over from last week on uh, Cody as he throws him into the uh, to the ring post and even does an ab stretch. We don't see that enough. Uh, I love this spot. Cody gets back body dropped into the stage, lands on his feet, but then Sky's able to hit the slingshot cutter that he usually does inside the ring outside and even starts selling the lower back because of the impact of landing on stage. Uh, Cody gets superplex, which, you know, he does absorb sky. I was going to say, and turns into a small package, old school stuff, you know, that, that just gets you on the, on the edge of your seat. Uh, sky does go for the TKO. Uh, Cody counters with the crossroads. And like you said, a very near fall definitely made you go, whoo, because Jr. even said, you know, Cody had this wide eyed look. He said, that'll turn those blue eyes Brown. I tell you, and added, who in the hell kicks out of the crossroads? Wait. Because when they said that, I was really hot because of how many times I've brought up the fact that they have not protected the crossroads in the last well, couple I, months. I keep – see, I know you – I feel like we've had this conversation where is it, the argument is does he do it twice in a row or does he do it, gets the near fall, and then does it again. I think the last couple matches he had, but the last time he brought it up, he was just drilling people twice in a row because he was trying to sell his his front, you know, his aggression, I guess. So, but you Talent have been talking over about tenure. It. No, okay, <laughs> we deserve better, Cody. Not as not as champ. So, uh, yeah, and I'm just gonna wrap this up. I mean, Sky does hit the TKO um, at some point, and uh, I I thought oh, I'm sorry, no, he doesn't hit the TKO. He hits he goes for the slingshot cutter again. Cody wisely holds on to the rope. Uh, he capitalizes with the uh, crossroads after that. He goes to celebrate and you know shake uh, Sky's hand after the match, and then we see Brody Lee appearing on the Tron. Yes. You see Reynolds and Silver on opposite sides. Very good look because you hear the voice first, and then you see a silhouette walk towards the camera. He's holding the original Ruth, the original inception of the TNT title belt that was not done, but that's the one he has in his hand. Says, uh, quote, history is written by the winners, and in 10 days on August 22nd, Brody Lee writes a very important piece of aid history says Cody uh, if he thought his transgressions against the Dark Order would go unanswered he's already dispatched the elite Kenny Omega etc uh, says that he will put respect on his name and the Dark Order's name um, the only thing I thought it was weird he said <laughs> I vow to take that beautiful piece of gold out of Cody's hand and it promises to give him this one back pointing to the silver one but he says TikTok and he does follow it up with time is up and he yells it and, and I liked it but it's just too close the TikTok, you know, Carrion's getting the push right now. That's his deal. So I thought there could have been a different way to do it. You know what I mean? Um, like, just say, like, time's not on your hand. You know what I mean? Or, 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 or time's not on your side or, or, or it's time's running out. Something. How do you, you know? know Brody doesn't have a side deal sponsorship with TikTok, the app? I can tell you he has a, has a side sponsorship with Chili's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say that. Fucking barbecue sauce. Oh, man. That was, that was great. Uh, so I like that. No, um, I was excited because Brody deserves it. Yeah. And this is, I mean, again, I would have had Hager call for a rematch because they never really built off that, you know, that whatever win that Cody kind of squelched out. Yep. Um, but they never built built up on that again. I, I would have liked to see Hager with the title, to be honest. Yeah, man. I, then I wanted to see uh, Scorpio take it from Cody, you know, last night. Um, but – Brody, I think, I mean, that's a good look. Cause like, you know, one thing that they said on commentary was 
Dark Order has been on fire lately. And honestly, yeah. they kind of have. so hot right now. <laughs> they're, they're so hot, bro. They're oh, so man. hot, bro. But uh, speaking of tag teams, we move on. Uh, Private Party is asked their favorite tag team. It is not really a surprise. They say the Hardy Boys, uh, while they're pantomiming their taunts, they boast about the style, the clothing, and their entrance, which, you know, it makes sense. Uh, This takes us to the tag team title match. Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, defending against Jungle Express. Some things I have to say. You say Jungle Uh, Express? Uh, isn't that, is that, oh, it's Jurassic, Jurassic Express, you you're right. Yeah, so Jurassic, I'm sorry. So, uh, don't one get, thing I don't thought get was Jurassic funny. Kicked, all right? uh, by, I guess not, not Ayo. by the dinosaur. Ayo. I mean, because uh, he whip. walked right to the camera saying, hi, mom. Yeah. Only 65 million years, but they finally gave a dinosaur a title shot. <laughs> to which <laughs> yeah. Taz says, hey, Jim Ross, did you uh, call this first match? <laughs> yeah. I love how he calls it. It's like he doesn't get it at first, then he gets oh, it. No, he calls he, him a smart ass right before yeah, the commercial. Yeah, 100%. This uh, is what happened. He's like, what? What? Oh, oh, you dick? Yeah, things <laughs> I, I gotta say too, Frankie Kazarian shown again watching the match, scouting the match. He's got a I'm a killer Kowalski shirt, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm a killer Kowalski guy t-shirt on, which I loved. You see, he uh, was trained the same as Triple H, correct? Exactly. That's yeah. why it's so funny when he was playing him in BTE, yeah. which and there was a BTE ad um, that they did. And I think Tony plugged it perfectly. I uh, loved how Taz was like, "Oh, I think I got heat because you know I'm never on there and you're on there all the time." And Jr. was like, "Yeah, you got heat." <laughs> so I just like that. So um, one thing I got to point out right away: Marco gets riled up, jumps on the uh, uh, on the apron, and despite getting compliments on his bucket hat by Taz, I'm just like, "Yo!" Like, like, cause Jr. notes like how out of hand he's been getting lately in matches that he's yeah. not involved in, and I'm like, "That's kind yeah. of been his mo since they've been presenting them as a trio." Exactly. Because even at one point, because Jungle Boy and Omega kick it off, and he gets sent to the ropes, and he starts kicking at Marco because he tried to reach in. Damn. You know, and it's just like, yo, you know, that that's just not well, what we're trying well, to but, see. But then again, you know, he does have like, uh, you know, the whole history with Omega trying to punch him after the match. Oh, that's very true. Very true. And yeah. him like, oh, I should, you should never meet your heroes. And he's like, what a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, cool, cool spots, I will say, is um, this kind of uh, concerned me. I thought Kenny might have been hurt because hey, Kenny, uh, Kenny. Lucha gets tagged in and he will barrels uh, Jungle Boy into a complete shot on oh, I've Omega. Seen that before, yeah. And the way he kind of comes down, Omega starts feigning his nose immediately. In commentary, they're kind of concerned, like wondering if he broke his nose as a result. Um, it doesn't look like it. He keeps wiggling his nose. He does tag out, and it looks like maybe it just was like one of those, like you get hit right in the nose, and it just kind of makes you cry or pucker a little bit. So um, <laughs> Lucha at one point does hit the chokeslam moonsault combo on a page. Um, there was a cool spot, too, where he Lucha goes for a running boot. They duck. He gets tied up on the top rope. And uh, he gets hit with a V-trigger to his back and then gets hit with back-to-back uh, Snapdragon suplexes. Then Omega goes outside and Snapdragon's Marco to the to the floor. That's what he fucking deserves. <laughs> and then Jungle Boy comes out. This is it was weird. He su- suicide dives out. Kenny, in my opinion, just knew a good job sidestepping slash catching him because he kind of just catches him, then turns him around and Snapdragons him to the floor. You know, but he gives just them like both absor- absorbs the suicida. Yeah, it's it's you know, I just felt like it didn't do anything for Jungle Boy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at one point, and of course it had to happen. Lucha Gorilla press slams Marco to the outside onto Omega, and then uh, he hits the Fireman Carry Spinebuster slam. He does on Page for two. Finally, uh, they they hit the last call. They you know, it, and it's kind of weird because he hits the pop up power bomb. And then pins him, and then he kicks out, and it's just kind of like a, all right, I'm tagging you in, man. Let's hit this last call, you know. And then, and then that's just how they win. Let's get her done, man. Yeah, basically. So <laughs> let's sew this thing up. Yeah, and it's just weird because I know they were the number five ranked team. I just 
thought they fought them not too long. Oh, yeah, that's right. And that's six, man. That's what happened. So uh, next we got another backstage segment. Uh, your boy's proud and powerful. Uh, Santana asked, yo, how you think the, the best. best friends got home last week? And the Ortiz best says, friends, the best. Uh, Ortiz goes, don't know and don't care. But we did get a hell of a deal on those tires, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and oh, uh, so this is what's crazy. Santana looks at the camera and he warns best friends, you know, you should watch where you keep your shit. Then proceeds to take their luggage because they're in the locker room, throws it in the shower, and oh, they douse man. it with bleach, dog. Damn. And they go, apologize? You kidding me? And then they just walk off. It was like a good short but sweet segment. You know what I mean? So, uh, after that. I mean, good thing Orange wears a lot of white t-shirts. Oh, so. dude. <laughs> uh, Butcher and The Blade are asked their favorite tag team. They say, you know, when we think of tag team wrestling, they think, quote, gritty, ugly, not the sizzle, just the meat and the potatoes. I thought that was a good line by them. And they voted for the Road Warriors, which <laughs> makes sense. I thought they were going to say themselves. Yeah. Because of the fact that they're talking about meat and the butcher and the blade. <laughs> right. So uh, next we have the Tag Team Appreciation Night segment. So uh, we got the Bucks, FTR, they're in the ring with Rock and Roll Express, Arn, and Tully. Ah, uh, okay. Right. So Matt kicks it off. He's saying, hey, we're in the ring with two of the greatest tag teams of all time. And you notice Cash kind of starts to bow, which is awesome. You know, okay. He's he's top guy. Uh, Matt calls guy. Uh, Rock and Roll Express the original Young Bucks and says that, you know they created the style that the Bucks used to this day. They inspired them, the Hardys, the you know the Rockers, everything we know. You know, uh, and they thank Rock and Roll for everything they've done to the for the business. Dax even grabs the mic, admits he's a big mark for Rock and Roll Express. Says without them he wouldn't be traveling with his best friend, providing a, a life for his daughter and, and and wife. Which this was key because he was really. Like, almost to tears, like, we couldn't be making a living in this industry if it wasn't for those guys right there. Yeah. You know? And so, um, Ricky, he gets, you know, from Rock and Roll Express, he gets the mic. He gives everyone their props. He calls. (laughs) He usually is the mic guy. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. You know, like, he he basically looks at uh, FTR, says, you know, I've never seen so much chemistry in a match since Tony and Arn were doing it. Uh, Looks at the Bucks. He says, you guys were breaking barriers like we did in the 80s. Uh, and says, in, in terms of your guys' generation, you're the top tag team in the world. Then uh, Arn gets the mic, and uh, he gives praise to the Bucks, but says he looks at FTR and says, they are the tag team of the century. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. No, he, he calls Rock and, Road, Rock and Roll Express the tag team of the century. I'm sorry, because they're still active. Yeah. Calls the Bucks, or gives props to the Bucks, but then he says, uh, this may ruffle some feathers, but I think FTR is the best tag team in the world. So Robert... Goes to grab the mic, and Tully grabs it. At the same time? Grabs it from Robert. Oh. And says, threatens, and says, you don't want to start something you can't finish today. It was cold. Okay. It was cold, bro. And so he was the only one that was, like, really keeping it real. And he said, you know. You talking about Tully? Tully. He says, you know, Tom Brady is the greatest QB because he's got championship rings. And says, basically, both teams aren't the baddest or the biggest or the best at anything because they don't have the championship gold. You know, if they did, then they could talk about it. But he says, but hey, let's just kid ourselves and pat ourselves on the back and tell each other how great we are in the mirror. You know, and then he turns to Arn and he says, I still got something with you from a year ago oh. when you stuck your nose in my client's match oh. for no reason. Oh, at the back when him and uh, yep. the Cody match. Yeah, because that was the first time he, he appeared was when he, he – they, they, he, he didn't he hit uh, Sean Spears with a spine buster? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, I remember and, and that. And then, more importantly, he points. He's like, another thing I don't understand, he points at the Nightmare logo on his vest. He's like, I don't understand that. You know, because you got to think about it. These guys were messing up Dusty in the well, back I mean, of the day. Well, I mean, you know, I, I did. I had that, that uh, longstanding, uh, you know, theory about, like, you know, 
everyone was talking about the Four Horsemen talk, and then, you know, I, I had said, I could see R not letting him in because he's like, why would I ever let a Rhodes be a, a horseman? Are you serious? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's good that they're actually bringing it up and throwing it in his face. Definitely, man. And uh, Especially someone like Tully. Exa- on, right? And, and so Arn starts to defend himself, and then you see Spears starting to walk out from the tunnel. Like, like almost because he heard his name mentioned, because Tully called, said his name. Okay. And then Arn starts defending himself, sees him coming out, and says, nope, I can already see where this is going. So he just gets out of Dodge. Yeah. Right? And so this is crazy, because I never thought I'd see this. So Tully turns to Ricky, like he's going to say something, and Ricky hits him with a snap. Tully Blanchard. With a snap to the face. And, and, and Tully's taking the snap. Huh? He took the snap. See, and so FTR okay. and the Bucks, they rush to separate everybody. And Spears comes in to try to separate as well. In the melee, you see Dax's leg sort of like get re-injured a bit. Because you see him noticeably wearing the knee brace over over yeah. his jeans. And I think I talked to you guys that you know they were hoping to actually have a match on Tag Team Appreciation yeah, but Night. It, but because of this like he, college injury he, or high school yeah. football injury that he's been dealing with for a while. He said he said that surgeon left a, an actual pants I read that, button bro. in his knee. A cap. button. Like 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 were you doing surgery and then your button popped off in the middle of surgery? Like Dude. how does that even happen? Right. So he so Was once, it even his? Was it anyone in the room? That's what I was thinking, right? So, <laughs> you know, basically Spears, he, he, they got them all, you know, separate. He, he's pulling Tully out, you know, he's on the ramp and uh, you know, you see the Bucks are with with uh, rock and roll, just trying to make sure they're cool. While you see Cash is checking on Dax, who's like sitting on the mat, taking off his brace, mm. like stretching out his leg. And then, just like that, Cash picks up the knee brace, I knew and it. they both get up slowly, and they they attack, they blast Robert in the head from behind with the brace. And they Robbie, they, he, he, they, Robert they blast Gibson, Robert, no. and then they pick up Ricky for the mind breaker, aka what? the spike pile driver, and get the f out of Dodge. And the Bucks are like, "Hey, what the? What's going on?" You know, and and everyone's like, "Oh, what? I can't believe this!" And they're kind of smiling, and so and, and so then you see Kenny and Heyman come out, and of course Hangman's got the drink, but he's kind of like they're both over hanging over the rope, like, "Hey, what was up with that?" And even Paige is like, "Hey, what was that?" And then Cash noticed you could audibly hear him say, "It's not what you think." It's not what you think as they like basically walk to the back. So I don't know if that's the heel turn that everyone's mm. talking about because I don't consider FTR baby faces. faces. No, no. You know what I mean? I, so I think they they're, just they're, show they're their well true liked, colors. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I think it was just a definitive, if anything. But, yeah, that's okay. Definitely. So I, let me uh, start uh, steamrolling through here. We got Mike Kyoto backstage segment. He's interviewed by Marvez about his AW d- debut. Jericho comes in and says, hey, man, we go back. Oh, that's Kiki. Kiki, you know, and uh, reminds him, hey, I saved your job 18 years ago. And so, you know, I I want you to ref my mats against Orange tonight. I'm going to get a job done. But just in case, I need you to do the right thing. And he says, hey, man, I'm going to call it down the middle. He goes, okay, yeah, that's what we'll call it, calling it down the middle. So when I get the signal, you call it down the middle. And uh, maybe this time I'll save your job again, except in AEW, you know, and then walks off. Uh, this leads to a weird Sammy Guevara promo where he's just doing the signs. And uh, it says, hey, Matt, what's wrong? Can't get me out of your head with blood spatter on the sign. Oh, well, you need to relax. Enjoy your night off. Too bad, though, you left your what was it? You left your throne, but it's spelled like I, like that chair was thrown at him. Yeah. And it says, pun intended. <laughs> uh, and then he says, uh, typical Matt, learning the all caps hard way <laughs> with blood spatter. You know, so 
Uh, and he basically is actually sitting what looks like the same type of chair. I don't think it's the same exact chair that he threw at him on, on the ramp. But that's all he did. Mm. Uh, this would take us to a women's match. You're going to like this, my dude, if you don't already know. Heather Monroe, AEW debut really? against Hikuro Shida. Yes. That's what's up. Very short match. No. Did get her trademark forearms and, you know, the rope choke she does with her leg and stuff. And she laid in some good hard strikes. She had a good uh, height and size on, uh, uh, on Took Shida. the red eye to Florida. I must have, man. That's what's up, dude. And we, the reason why we say this is we have booked Heather Monroe. She's awesome. She's one half of the Killer Bays tag team. She's been on multiple rival pro shows. So it's always great to see people we've booked or worked with Just, I mean, get de- chances and opportunities. Definitely like one of the, uh, the probably most booked women in, in the SoCal scene. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, uh, I mean, next to people like you know Ruby Ray's, obviously Shotzi was another one. Mercedes, yeah, definitely. Uh, Martinez was another one before they both got picked up. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, man. And uh, even Candace before she got yeah, like, Candace, years ago, yeah, so. for sure, for sure. But uh, this match, you know, there, there's good offense. But uh, you know, at one point there was a funny call by Jr. where he's you know. Uh, Heather gets snap suplex into the corner, and Jr. says, "Oh, Sheeta uses the turnbuckle as a tag team partner." <laughs> you know, I was like, uh, "Okay," you know. But uh, basically, uh, Heather counters the Falcon Arrow with a victory roll, only gets two, and Sheeta actually wins with a stretch muffler submission. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, after the match, Tony interviews her on the ramp and says, "Hey, we got all out coming out, and how you feel about the competition surrounding the title?" And all she said was, "I'm still waiting. Bring it on." And that's all she said. So. Uh, this would go into a um, – it wasn't as great as last time, a Lance Archer-Jake Roberts segment. So Jake Roberts is shown cutting a promo backstage in a locker room, and Lance Archer is behind him with his arms crossed. And then some random dude who's definitely smaller looking at his uh, cell phone, uh, he's not looking where he's walking, bumps, his shoulder bumps Lance. And then so, of course, he starts just – he throws him to another guy that's in – basically Jake is talking – while Lance is like dismantling these guys, but it's not <laughs> half as impressive as it was the last time. Oh, in the time. locker room with yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. And, and uh, I think what's funny, or not funny, but important is what Jake is saying. He says, ideally, you can have the match won before you ever go in the ring. Oh, you learn to ask how. If you get them to, to where they're breathing fear, when they excel, uh, exhale, it's fear that's coming out of them, that's when you have them in control. You own them. And when you own somebody, they're afraid to make a move. That's why instilling fear... And he gets cut off because Archer come, bumps into him and grabs him and says, Jake, did you tell him yet? And he goes, no, man. I was like, did you tell him? Uh, no. And then he just rips his shirt and he goes, oh, come on, man. It's a $200 shirt, man. And turns him around and on his back, it's in marker smeared, it says, everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> I got to check it's this mu- out. Much to Jake's dismay. It's like, a, uh, they didn't need to do that to Jake. But it, it's funny, but it's like, ah. Uh, I guess, you know. Uh, and so we're, we're getting down to the main event and, of course, the uh, announcements, man. AW announcements. Monday is going to be the semifinals for the Women's Deadly uh, deadly Draw Tag Team Tournament. Uh, right now, it's Ivelisse and Diamante versus Tay Conte and Anna Jay. And then on the other side, you got Big and is Little that what Swole. She, is that what she's going by, Tay Conte? Tay Conte, yep. Okay. And uh, Big and Little Swole, which Little Swole is Nicole Savoy, of course, uh, and versus the Nightmare Sisters. Uh, and then also they're going to be playing part one of last year's All Out pay-per-view apparently on YouTube next Wednesday. I'm guessing to supplement for AEW not being on Wednesday. Uh, match announcements for next week. Uh, let's see. Just a reminder, Dynamite will be on Saturday the 22nd at 6 p.m. due to NBA scheduling. FTR will face Private Party. The Elite, meaning Kenny and the Bucks, will go against Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds, Alan Angels, or Five if you want to call them that, and John Silver. Uh, the Women's Deadly Draw Tag Team Tournament Final will be next 
week, and uh, Darby Allen will be in action. And there's also a eight-man tag, Lucha Bros and the Butcher and the Blade versus the Jurassic Express and the Natural Nightmares, as well as Brody Lee against Cody for the TNT title. That that eight-man is so random. Very. And, and they keep having these clunky tag team matches, man. Yeah. That, I don't I don't understand. I mean, look, Butcher Blade and the Lucha Bros have tagged, you know, before against FTR and the Bucks, but mm-hmm. – I mean, I, I like. I just saw Phoenix have a, a singles match on Dark, and I keep hearing about something that like. It, okay, first of all, I saw him doing some snaps that almost gave the Dark Order in December last December a run for the money. A. Yeah. B. I also keep hearing about something that happened in the background that's noticeable. I don't. I, I don't know what it is, but that that'll be interesting. But um, yeah. But this brings us to the main event. Uh, you already know who won. I do not. Okay, so it is the $7,000 obligation match, as they call it. I don't know why they won't just coin it Orange Cassidy and Jericho, too. Uh, obviously, uh, so they have a recap of the few that brought them to this dance, basically. Uh, they announced that both Inner Circle and Best Friends are banned from ringside, which is a good thing, but does not last long, and I will get there in a second. Jericho enters with Floyd the Bat, and, of course, he's wearing the ruined jacket. By the as... way, I finally figured out why he calls him Floyd. Yeah, please tell me. Is it because of Mayweather or what? No, it's because it's pink. What do you mean? Uh, is it? What do you mean? Because the, the I've noticed that the, when the mat, the bat he has now is different from the one he first had because it was oh, mostly really? pink. Yeah, but now it's like there's a a pink trim. Oh, really? So I think it's Pink Floyd. Oh, okay. I didn't even. I guess. Uh, I, I mean, that, that's mm. just my summation. I, I don't really. I mean, I, that's the only thing I could think yeah, of because no, no. I noticed it had pink on it. I was like, I wonder why he picked that instead of their actual team colors of like blue and red or whatever. Gotcha. But anyways, I didn't yeah, realize. no, you're good, man. I mean, the match kind of goes underway pretty soon. Uh, he, uh. Orange clotheslines Jericho over the top rope. He even uh, follows with a Pescado plancha outside. Um, he hits the sloth senton, like kind of, you know, like the trust fall thing he does from the top rope with his hands in his pockets pretty early. Even hits the diving DDT pretty early for two. Goes for the Superman punch. Jericho counters with a big boot. Uh, follows with a triangle drop kick because, you know, we got to have that vintage Jericho in our system. Uh, at some point, uh, you do see Orange get the sloth strike combo and then, of course, do the super kick out of nowhere, similar to last time. Uh, but Jericho does lock in the walls of Jericho uh, at some point. And it's weird because throughout the, the night, you see Orange kind of working. He's doing this dragon screw, and Jericho is selling it horribly. It's like the same bump he keeps trying to take, and it doesn't look like he's really hurting his leg. But he's doing this because he counters the walls of Jericho into an ankle lock. And I don't know if that's something he used to do on the indies, but it really surprised me. Uh, he does get Stun Dog Millionaire, follows up with, the, or he tries to follow with the satellite DDT, but uh, get, he eats a code breaker, which I loved. Um, Jericho tries to do the thing. He tries to bring Floyd into the match, looks at Kyoto and says, hey, do the right thing and turn around. Tries to swing, Kyoto pulls the bat. And, uh, you know, he gets uh, – Orange hits a Michinoku driver, very near fall. At this point, Proud and Powerful come out of the tunnel fighting with best friends, which, of course, distracts the referee just long enough, who's staring at the ramp, for Hager to come in from behind and hit that double-leg power slam, he, you know, he does. Uh, but Orange still kicks out. Uh, basically, Jericho shoves Kyoto and low blows Orange at the same time, you know, that whole – Ric Flair spot, oh, and then uh, he tries to follow up with the Judas effect, but Orange ducks and counters with can only be described as a botched mousetrap pin for the upset win. 
Oh, wow. And they just go off air. Like, I mean, if you're watching on BR Live, you did see the best friends emerge on the ramp to celebrate with Orange as they went off. But it was very lackluster, in my opinion. And But that was AEW Dynamite. Um, it just, that pin did not look good. And you just looked like Jericho was just sitting on his back, kicking his feet. Like, it just... It, it whatever they thought it was gonna do for Orange, it did not do for Orange in my opinion. Do you think that they're still filming live, Dynamite? I, I think so. I mean, they had limited fans there too. Is what's crazy. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. So the reason I ask is because obviously when they did the Matt Hardy thing, they they pre-recorded it with the whole teleportation thing. Oh yeah. But I was thinking, man, if it went off like that, they potentially could have re-shot it. Yeah. Um. But. I, I'm at the check that that's, out. That's how I felt about it. Yeah, I'm at the check that out. Definitely should, but yeah. But you know what? Um, before we get to the other side of the battle lines that are drawn in the Wednesday Night Wars, we're gonna take a quick break. But this is gonna be real unique. Uh, I don't normally do this all the time. I don't. But you know, every now and again, I get the itch. Uh, you know, Doc Lesnar, he comes on here and he he's always plugging away about his music and all this stuff. He keeps bringing up this mega tower stuff. You guys that don't I know. Do. I used I do. to do, I used to do music before this podcast thing. That's where the Quincy Jones name actually comes from. But, uh, that's true. That's true. You know, I actually, uh, I actually put a, a different type of microphone to work the other day. Um, and I'm here to premiere it right here, right here on the Quincy Jones show. Cause it's my show. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Blow the, blowing the cobwebs off the mic. And uh, dropping some bars. Uh, Doc, Get it? Doc, you know, Doc's not the only royal family in hip-hop hybrid wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, without further ado, man, uh, I present to you guys cool little freestyle I did. Uh, this is What's Poppin', and we'll be right back. Peace. What's poppin'? Brand new shit, went shopping. Yeah, I got options. Stroke game like Clay Thompson. Nah, I'm Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Workaholic, yeah, I stay clocked in. Getting stone cold like Steve Austin. Dead man walking. The haters is ready. Hello. Go get the confetti, cause this is a party. Niggas is petty already, cause Quincy be glowing like Tina Ferrari. My neck and Lisa Moretti, we sippin' on Henny and rolling that Molly. Bitch, I been getting this steady. Peanut butter jelly, I tell him we eat a regardless. Fuck a boss, I'm a monster. Life is a movie, your boo is my newest adventure. Give me my credit, producer, director. Schooling your bullies, that's new it's semester. Shout out to Fred, we toasted. Burning through bread, we cooking bruschetta. I'm known to fuck with a few of investors. I wish you luck in your future endeavors. Look, my crew doing it better. Yep. Shout out to Luther and Lesnar. Yep. Ain't no dispute on my Era. 92 drew up the blueprint and put it together Smooth as a pimp, how I move under pressure Y'all already know what I do to a record Y'all niggas be drawled, and me I go all Then destiny call, and do a November, God Ahead of my time, I'm a preemie, Dree get freaky Off that Kiwi, bad bitch, bite it like Riri Smoke on the bed, taking blows to the head like CT Your niggas is not in my lane Shoot on my shot, I just cockin' the name No stopping my reign, no blocking my range Go hard in the pain, I cannot be contained I'm ballin', you're not in the game No second thought, you just offer me brain Girls do a lot for a shot of the fame Drinkin' all night just to bottle the pain Smoke everybody to shame Hoes is impressed, they be jockin' my slang Strowman Express, on dropping his game No photo finish, I got it in frame Are you not entertained? Ain't no rehearsal, this all for the brain I turn your whole Circle into an inferno when dropping my name. That's gotta be Kane. What's popping? Brand new shit. What's shopping? I got options. Stroke game like Clay Thompson. Nah, I'm Dwayne Johnson. Workaholic, yeah, I stay clocked in. Getting stone cold like Steve Austin. Dead man walking. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Yep. 
Well, uh, you know, I don't like to pat myself on the back, but I think I did pretty darn good on that little freestyle right there. I mean, if I can talk, that was a nice little day. Just a little, just a little bit. Nah, I, I, I got to say, and um, you know, I like I, how you I go with that heavy. I like how you go baritone Cockney. I go like up high, like Manchester. <laughs> Uh, but no, no, yeah, it's I, my range, dog. You know what, man? It was fun. Um, I liked the song. I liked the beat for a while. Yeah, and that remix is popping and, right now. Not to be and, that, that pun. And, and right no, there. but that's the thing. What's crazy was like, as soon as I finished writing it, someone was like, "Oh man, I know you heard that popping remix." I'm like, "Yo, I just wrote a verse to it." Oh no, I want to hear that. And I'm like, I, "I ain't wrote in like a long time. Don't put, yeah. don't gas me up." Because you know, I'll tell you what. It's a dope free or it's dope remix, but. I, I prefer yours because I feel like Tory Lane's verse has kind of sullied it a bit because of how he's made headlines lately. But I digress. Hey, that hey. was a dope ass, uh, dope ass. Um, hey, Jack Harlow. Freestyle. Jack Harlow, hit me up. Hey, I'll do it for New Balances too, man. Hey, the fam gonna eat peanut butter jelly. We eating regardless. We, we huh? here. We here, man. But uh, <laughs> yo, you, hey, did you see him get at Nick Cannon on Wild and Out? Yeah, that's actually an old episode. Oh. Yeah, that's an older episode. I thought, yeah. I thought he played himself by pointing out he got an Eminem shirt on. I was like, that's all you lost, bro. <laughs> he doesn't even know his strategy. Oh, man. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Speaking of strategies, mm-hmm. strategy is a, a key component when you're trying to win a war or a battle. A ratings and on, war? On that note, let's get on to the other side of things. Here oh, yeah. is NXT. We are not your kind. We Right? They is bring the boot. I don't even know. Is that even the same song? I don't uh, even know they I, use that song anymore. Yeah, that's Slipknot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, USA was like, no, we are not paying for the. <laughs> the, the guys with the masks? No. Oh, no. Yeah. no. 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 We already have Bray Wyatt. That is enough. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I did I did see uh, the first two happenings on NXT, but I would say. Yeah. The, I'm sorry. I saw the first seg slash match, and then I saw. The entrances of the next match, and then I checked out after that. But please let me know. Yeah, we we, we start off the night of NXT. We had obviously a recap as they normally do from uh, all the things and developments from last week. But uh, our first match of the night is actually uh, a carryover from some seeds planted last week. We had Karrion Cross who mm-hmm. showed up after a uh, Keith Lee win over Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. He cut a promo about fine. We'll do this the hard way. Uh, even though Keith Lee doesn't carry any type of authorization to make matches, mm-hmm. but whatever <laughs> uh but he choked out danny birch and left a few others laying trail of bodies trail of bodies in his wake mm-hmm. um you know he has a face to scare off a small army As shout out to mcfly <laughs> mm-hmm. big ups to my man mcfly but um yeah we had uh the match uh danny birch looking for <clears throat> retribution against carrion uh, cross <laughs> here um you know again carrion cross great entrance uh still love the entrance mm-hmm um, Those red lights, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, it's not, you know, the, the orange uh, light that they would have for Taz when he would come out a little Special. bit too. A little bit of the brood yeah. with the red lights as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's funny you uh, you mentioned the word special because uh, there's someone actually that uses that in another promo, but I digress. We did have Karrion Cross versus Danny Birch. It was a much longer match, a more competitive match that uh, Karrion's used to and that the fans are used to seeing them actually in. They put respect on Danny Birch's name, Loki. No, 100%. You know, because he had said, like, you know, dude, I'm one of the toughest Brits. Like, mm-hmm. that's all you got, pretty much. You know what I mean? Um, you know, obviously uh, – we already knew where this was going to go. I mean, pretty simple uh, result here. We did get a win uh, with the cross jacket, but I will say it was the most unique and more impressive cross jacket we've seen. Yeah. Probably since uh, when he got uh, Dijakovic in it, because he, he had a weird, like, 
Like he was squeezing his, his bicep, but then he had he's wrapped like cu- his other hand yeah. like to put on his face, and it, and he's like, yeah, he's cupping his his ear. Yeah, it, it, it was just it, it's like that to leverage. fully extend. Yeah, that 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 elbow and the bicep, you know, when they interlocked like like that. I think from a, per, it, it looks like it's probably tighter, locked, locked in a lot tighter than it really is because it did make the difference. Watching it, I will say. And uh, after this, you know, again we had uh, Karrion Cross with the win over Danny Birch, mm-hmm. but then we get Keith Lee taking a page out of Cross's book, and uh, his music hits almost immediately after the win. I like this. Uh, we had Keith Lee coming out. With uh, NXT, you know, one of those little, uh, what would you call them? Uh, it's like a, I know, I know what you're talking about. It's like a, not it's, a it's folder. It's like a business folder kind of yeah. thing. It's on Leather bound. On type. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it before back when, uh, I mean, I forgot his name now, ACH, Jordan Miles. When yeah. he got when he got his uh, break and breakout uh, tournament, you know, contract. Same sort of deal. Uh, we had Keith Lee bringing out this contract, and he gets into the ring, but of course, carrying Cross and Scarlet. Skedaddle. Uh, portfolio. Had, there you go. Leather portfolio. <laughs> Damn it, he's good. We got to keep him. We got to keep him. But, you know, you had uh, Karrion Cross, Scarlet going back up the ramp. Then you had uh, Keith Lee cutting a promo here. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it was kind of weird that you had Cross leaving the ring because essentially it's, this is the match that Cross has been asking for, obviously, for, uh, yeah. for the championship. But uh, you got Keith Lee pretty much calling him a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, which again, I've been digging the m- more aggressive nature of they Keith took Lee. Took the muzzle off the dog, and that's that's how they need to keep it as long as he's champ. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree because he was only kind of like rough, roughing him up and like play fighting with him before. Yep. Uh, for the sake of entertainment, now he's actually you know he has an actual uh, I don't want to say mission statement, but he has an intent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, most times champions are just defending their championship. He has a reason to want to go after this fight, which I like. I am seeing outside of him. But uh, Cross ends up signing the uh, the contract. <laughs> I love how he's like, all he needs is your punk-ass name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love how the crowd was like, not your name. When, not your name. Scarlet yeah. They, yeah. I'm like, dude, you guys are supposed to, are you guys getting paid for this? Of course not. You get, having fun. Too much yeah, fun. too much fun. Too many hours too there. Too many fun. Um, then, you know, Scarlet... You know, slides the contract back. They took forever signing it because then it was like she slides the contract back into the ring, followed by a long, awkward silence. And then you got Keith Lee who picks it back up and, how I wrote in my notes, mm. fireball in the face, all yeah. caps. Yeah. Um, this took me back because, you know, only a few people are real synonymous with, with this stuff uh, that made it look good. And no, we're not going to talk about that WCW match. <laughs> uh, you know, you got, you know. You, you know me too well. Yeah, dude. So several, uh, you know. Se- several matches in Japan. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, God damn the, pa- the phosphate paper won't light. Uh, uh, they, you know, Great Muda in Japan. Uh, Jerry Lynn, or Jerry Lynn, Jerry Lawler used it a lot in Memphis as well. Uh, and it's worth noting he actually used it in a segment against uh, the late Kamala, which I'd like to take time now to uh, obviously wish yeah. him a rest in peace. Rest in power, rest in paradise. Rest in paradise, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make this political. I thought it was kind of shitty, to be honest, that WWE did a tribute for him on Monday when – They've done nothing to help him yeah. ever. Yeah, I thought that was kind of shitty. Very I shitty. mean, it's not my situation to comment on. I don't know why well, will why they did what they did. Yeah, I know you ain't got nothing to lose. You're shooting from the hip nowadays. But yeah, we're noting. Hire me. <laughs> Shout out to Kamala. But yeah, also again synonymous with someone like the Sheik, who used to do this a lot. But oh yeah, um, this was like Sabu, a, a, a modern day. Uh, oh Terry Funk, I'm missing uh, a modern day fireball thing. Yeah, you know I mean, so I, I liked it. Um, I don't know 
if it needed it. But the other thing that made me kind of question the spot was like, I don't want to see anyone bigging this up, but then shitting on everything that Matt Hardy does because this is borderline like voodoo like black magic type shit like to make it like oh my, uh, when you open a book there's gonna be fire that spits in your face <laughs> like well see this is why it's I'm a little at. sinister it is so yeah. but i guess i'm trying to figure out is this the arena that this fight has entered now supernatural that, and or, that's what yeah that's that's because my point because when i saw cross hand over the contract the contract was still open in the portfolio and then you see her look at it for a little bit and kind of move things around. She, so she I said think the, she set it up. She said the spell from Chucky. <laughs> Something, you know. Whether whether it's she was doing some voodoo stuff or she was – maybe she already had it and was able to set it up and place it in it. So as soon as – I don't know. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. This, is it – I want to say man-made or something she they already had in the tuck or she keeps on her at all times. <laughs> like she has like potions on her waistband. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Like, But that's the thing is I don't know. Is it supposed to be potion or because well, we've seen. That's the character. The, I don't want to say flaw, but we're trying to still get a hold of what this character yeah, is. Yeah, because Sabu is not mystical. No. And he used to just throw it from his hand in, in a paper. And, in, in, you know, this is I forgot the type of paper they used it's to like, call it. I think it's phosphate paper or something like, like that. Something of that. And I know Foley's had to do some of that stuff before too, you know. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. If it, if that, if, were they trying to present it supernaturally or as a heel tactic, you know what I'm saying, where it's like a sleight of hand versus magic, you know. So that's it's called my only problem. Flash paper. Flash paper. That's what I thought it was called. And I was going to say, I do love, though, the way he sold after this, though, I thought he's he sold yeah, no, very I well. Saw it, yeah, and then he, you know the refs came out and like they usually do whenever someone gets like a facial injury or an attack, they they bring out the towels. Yep. And uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they you know they they show they they, you know, they start to assist him to the back. We get our first commercial break, and then you know we come. This is what's weird to me. This, this is you I know why I, I stopped watching. I have two production notes about this night, so I thought this was kind of weird. But we have our second match of the night is Killian Dane versus Drake Maverick. Wow. And they start fighting, but then it goes immediately into the picture-in-picture picture for, like, literally the entirety of this match. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know. So, it's like, why'd you come back? It, the- it, it, it was weird. But then, but there's more. Watch. So, basic David versus Goliath type bout. But this is what, what was weird. Again, almost immediately, it went into picture-in-picture. Picture, but within that picture-in-picture, picture, which, you know, again, they're, they're playing an actual commercial while you're trying to not mm-hmm. listen to the commercial, block that out and watch what's happening, and it's a whole match, but they keep pitching back and forth now in within that picture-in-picture picture between the match and footage of Keith Lee being helped to the back. I did see that. It yeah. was like a split screen. Yeah. So that split screen was happening during the picture-in-picture? Picture? See, it wasn't even a split screen. They just kept going. It, it would stop showing the match and then show Keith. Oh, that's so Then it would go back to the Yeah, I felt bad. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it showed, you know, Keith Lee being taken – to you know, quote unquote, local medical facility. Yeah, not a hospital. Yet. Um, yeah, you know, he, he leaves with Mia Yim in the ambulance. Uh, which, interesting enough, as soon as they leave, uh, Undisputed kind of pulls up seconds after. That's cool. Uh, and it shows them entering the arena, pretty hyped up. You right. know what I mean? It just show. And they, again, all picture in picture mm-hmm. is all picture in picture. So I thought that was another, again, another weird development that you're choosing. Like some people won't even watch during the commercials. Yeah. So you're, you're, a lot of people don't. Yeah. You're, you're making like a, a, taking a huge risk of people not even noticing this stuff mm-hmm. even going on. Um, you know, again, still picture in picture. Killian Donim, uh, dominates most of the match, as you can guess. Uh, standard big man stuff, throwing Maverick around with scoop slams and beals. 
Uh, you know, then Maverick gets a you know brief moment of offense with a flurry of strikes and desperation moves. Uh, he mm-hmm. does hit a big flipping Santon Kashida style to the outside onto uh, Killian Dan, which I'm surprised. Really? Okay. Uh, followed it up with a big diving elbow like Bailey style. Yeah, um, I know he's been using that. And then Undisputed Era hits the ring and jumps jumps them both. <laughs> Just jumps wow. them both. Yeah. Uh, at, by this time they came back from picture in picture, but again, the real I was, reason for the match. I, I felt like, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. It was like uh, they needed something, you know. They, they did something similar, what, like two weeks ago when they were trying to reclaim, when Kyle came back? Yeah, that was and, uh, you know, after Imperium beat, or they they beat, uh, who was who the young buck won? Everise. Everise. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then, you know, this followed into a uh, Adam Cole promo where uh, he is addressing Pat McAfee. I say it right? McAfee. McAfee. Is it McAfee? I don't know, man. Pat McAfee. McAfee? <laughs> I, I <laughs> thought it was McAfee. But I hear it's McAfee. All right, it's McAfee for now. Yeah. So uh, he says, you want to come to my world and play wrestler, but uh, – what? Oh, oh he, he, then he goes on to say, you kicked me with my hands behind my back. So, no, you are not special. Mm. Then goes to say uh, – he basically is daring him to show up next week so that – and this is, this is funny because I wrote a note saying – and this is where uh, – Adam Cole must have been taking promo classes with Keith Lee mm. because he dares uh, you know, Pat to come. I'm going to just call him Pat. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> to show up next week to tell him face-to-face that he's going to, quote-unquote, whoop that ass is how he literally says it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we get a little promo here, a little uh, cattiness from uh, Adam Cole. Hey, Keith, you, you cool if I use some of that? All right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to need some of that. Uh, it's Keith's secret stuff. We had a, uh, you know, you know, I, I, saw, I was watching AEW, and, you know, Brody was saying put some respect on the name. I just wanted to. <laughs> Be in the same vein. You know, they can say the S word. Can, can we say they can say bullshit sometimes? Uh, but anyways, uh, from this we get a recap of uh, Legado del Fantasma taking uh, attack attacking uh, taking well both attacking Brazongo and taking uh, Fandango, kind of in a kidnapping situation last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then this you know briefs them to talk about the upcoming match between Santanos Escobar versus Tyler Breeze coming up next. Uh, but. From there, we get another video package with Kushida talking about his opportunity of uh, winning his potential triple threat match that night. Okay. Uh, and possibly going on to qualify for the ladder match uh, for the North American Championship. Uh, basically says it's, time, it's his time for gold. Um, I thought it was a good look. I haven't seen Kushida in quite some time. So, um, honestly, totally forgot he was in the match. Um, no disrespect. I just yeah, haven't. No, no, I mean, I, I, the only thing I knew was Cameron Grimes and Kushida were going to be in a triple threat. And I didn't know who the last person was. That's all I remember. But I remember going, "Oh, hi, Kashida. Where you been?" <laughs> like I was, I was back in time. I'm not mad that he that he's getting a shot though. So no, yeah, yeah, I wasn't mad at it at all. Or an opportunity for a shot. Basically. Yeah, you know, um, and you know, because for the most part, he's been kind of stuck in the cruiserweight yeah. kind of scene without even going for the title. But whatever. Anyways, we did get a uh, Tyler Breeze for Santos Escobar. Uh, you know, Breeze, he brings uh, the fight to Escobar early. Uh, Escobar doesn't tolerate it very long as he's much on the offensive for most of this match, looking real aggressive. Uh, hits a front shot block, which I haven't seen in a while. Nice. Um, I actually haven't seen a Lucha um, actually hit yeah. that move in a while. Uh, and also a big running knee before Breeze turns things around with a flurry of kicks, uh, strikes, uh, running strikes, and before hitting uh, the supermodel kick. He's about to go for the pin, but then Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza hit the ring for the distraction. Uh, Breeze fights them off, you know, punching them off the apron before turning around right into a Phantom Driver for the win. Oh, okay. Uh, post-match, you see Fandango walk out with his arm in a sling, and uh, he has a mop in his other hand, and he, like, puts the mop down and stomps on the mop head. 
and pulls the handle out. Oh, yeah, it was real kind of it was badass for okay. for for Fandango, who's usually because yeah, the last time they had mops, they were they were props in their USO match. You know, yeah. they were acting like they were Man, undercover and all we, that. So. See, and you were talking about it. If if they would have just held, you know, put Fandango on ice in the trunk, kidnapped. Yeah, it's funny because Mark. Yeah, Mark. I think said it last week, but yeah, they really could have played into the the fashion files. Like so. I was thinking the same. I was screaming it at it while I was listening to the episode last week. But, but yeah. uh, yeah, he pulls off the handle to help uh, Breeze because obviously Breeze is in there now. He gets the uh, you know he loses, but he's still in there with all three guys. So he's going down there to help prevent the beat down. But the numbers game is too much again as they target his injured arm until Swerve Scott comes out for the save. I was waiting and, for it. Uh, Honestly, he made Escobar and his goons look like chumps, man. He was able to take out both Wild and Mendoza single-handedly, mm. and then he rocks Escobar like twice. Like, and I want to say rock, I mean, he didn't just take a snap. He took a snap and fell, rolled, got up and took another snap, fell and rolled, and then rolled out the ring. It's funny. Like, 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 like Axe Bomber status. Oh, like, yeah. really? Okay. Well, yeah. And, you know, and no disrespect, because I, I get what you're saying. He dispatched the of the uh, wild and row like probably fairly quickly. Yeah, um, and, which is and, what they're and, there for. Yeah, and you're trying to make them look strong. Exactly. I E C X Pac and Road Dog. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You need the guys to bump. The but feed, yeah. just to play devil's advocate, I would say arguably, I'm, I'm sure Swerve has beat both guys numerous times at 205 Live. You yeah, know I'm what sure. I mean, before they were even thought of as members. And I think of this, he, you know? I think he actually didn't. Is he one of the guys that beat? Uh, Escobar in the when he was still um, who Swerve El Fantasma in the uh, yeah no, that that's his whole thing that that's yeah. why he's got a beef with Santos is that he is the only guy that has a win over him and that's why Santos last he was like keep my name out your mouth but looks like it's escalated from there so yeah he came out and took the fight to them uh, which more on that later but uh, from here we get a video package uh, highlighting Dakota Kai and her rise to her current uh, number one contender spot uh, she talks Loving about. It. How she outsmarted the so-called genius. Um, he, she recaps uh, her win over Ripley for the number one contendership, and then this was interesting. And you know, again, it kind of plays into the fact that she has not been seen with uh, Raquel. Which, uh, upon uh, further uh, rethinking, I think she should have called herself Big Batty Cool. Hmm. Just, just wanted to say that that could have been cool. That would have been nice. But I know what's her name's doing the HBIC. Oh, that's true. Daddy, so that might been, yeah, I guess. But uh, she says, "quote." She talks about how she pretty much gotten her uh, gotten as far on her own mm-hmm. and said, "I don't need friends or former friends or enemies or associates or insurance policies." Oh, so she's really putting it out there. Yeah, and uh, vows to beat Io Shirai at TakeOver 30 for the NXT Women's Championship. So. Yes, she should. I will just say one thing. Um, I kind of want to see if Sonya Deville uh, or Raquel is either could be paired with someone like that or maybe can get into the Robert Stone brand. I don't know why. I just feel like she can up their profile a little bit with that fighting toughness. They got Mercedes, et cetera, but I digress. Go on, my good friend. And then uh, from here, you know, I'm not against it. I think that the tough fighting angle is already taken because if they were going for that um, theme, Aaliyah wouldn't be in it. You're yeah, I mean, like he, why wouldn't you pick up Zia uh, Lee yeah, as opposed to Aaliyah? Very true. <laughs> if that's where you're going with it, very but, true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we did get a vignette from uh, Ridge Hodlin who uh, debuted in the triple threat match. Uh, was it last week? Oh, or is two he weeks here ago? to stay now? Yeah, mm-hmm. he's here to stay because um, he's gonna. He's one of the guys who. Uh, Oh, you're right. That's that he didn't get pinned. Yeah, he didn't get pinned in this triple threat match. And who mm-hmm. it was uh Damian Priest and Let's see. I know Damian and Bronson are the ones that are in. 
Uh, oh, Oni Lorcan. Uh, Oni, yeah, yeah, Oni, Oni took the L. Yeah, Oni, then, uh, yeah. So Rich, yeah, he had a little vignette. Yeah, because he he was talking about his next opponent will be Johnny Gargano. Uh, just a little quick recap of his performance in the triple threat match. It wasn't anything you know right home about, but like you said, he's here to stay. He's uh mm-hmm. you know he's doing the promos. You know he got the one on one singles he match to try good, to but not impressive. If that makes he sense. Oh, yeah. I mean I, I like I said he uh, definitely has some psychology to go because again. You know, there's tons of UK guys with no knee pads that like to fight. Yeah, you know, but and they also have um, a different psychology. But you as well. can see definitely his rugby influence his uh, with the headbutts and the throws. Yeah. Um. So I did. I mean, I, I was like, you, you could tell because of his. He has like that low center of gravity, like kind of a Tyler Bate. Yeah. But he has he has weight on him. He has muscle on him. So yeah, I seen him hit that pounce too. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, he needs to stop before Keith Lee gets him, but. Uh, anyways, uh, we did get the next match. It's a women's match. Indy Hartwell versus Mia Yim. Indy Hartwell's out there first. Uh, Mia Yim is getting there just back in time, or at least that's what she says, as she's, like, right before, you know, in the background, about to hit her entrance. And then um, one of the new – and I hate to say because I, I, they didn't say her name and they, she didn't have a nameplay, but one of the newer NXT backstage correspondents was hoping to get an update, uh, you know, from her about Kenzie. Keith Lee. No, it wasn't her. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it was definitely it was another blonde. Yeah, I but it wasn't her. I think her name starts with the S. I can't remember. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, yeah, she wasn't able to give too cl- you know too clear an update. Just said that he you know thank God he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. But you know I gotta go do my match right now. Music hits. She's you know has to go out. Yeah, of course. Um, now you know I wouldn't say this, especially with Mia Yim in the match. Yeah. But with Indy Hartwell only being 24, you know, she has the height. She has, in my opinion, has a great look. Yeah. We've talked about it numerous times on the show. She needs to get her cardio up because Mia was moving significantly faster than she was. And that's saying something because that's also been a complaint of exactly. mine in the past. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 not only just that. You and know, when I, I say I, that, I mean uh, Mia Yim's speed, in yeah. speed, yeah, and, and and her cardio. I mean, because look, aside from our complaints about that, even if it was, you know, so take away what we have to say about Mia, and it's just her, uh, Indy's uh, uh, cardio. It poses potential problems with you know pacing in a match or being in a position on time. Um. It's you know I digress, but you know it's just something yeah, no, I know. I get you. I mean, she's got to learn the system, the NXT WWE system. It was know? just one of those things where she's significantly younger, and I was surprised she was getting uh, outran, so to speak. Oh, but, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but Indy did look impressive. She had a huge sidewalk slam off the ropes oh, and was uh, very persistent with the rest hold she had, despite uh, taking a backpack stunner for her troubles and still held on. Yeah. Um, but you know, Mia, uh, she hit all her greatest hits, the German suplex, the cannonball in the corner. Um, she hit the dragon? I don't think she hit the dragon. Oh, okay. But uh, one thing, or, or soul food, which I was surprised. Mm. Uh, one thing I will say is they were going extremely overboard on the commentary during her match. As about far the as, concern? Yeah, about the Keith Lee thing and a potential injury. But, you know, because that's one thing I forgot to introduce is uh, – Vic Joseph is now oh, yeah, I did on uh, on commentary for yeah. NXT. So, but he was saying things like, you know, you know, basically alluding to, you know, while she's in the match, that some of these things have to be playing tricks on her psyche. Mm-hmm. You know, while she's out there, and her boyfriend in Keith Lee is, you know, hurt in the hospital, which and, is not bad. But but do but you but think but, he, laid it but on he thick? says, you know, with you know him being engulfed by flames. Oh, wow. I was like, bro. 
He didn't yeah. die. He, he yeah. wasn't rolling around on fire and had to get like a, a flame, a flame uh, yeah. and this, fire extinguisher, you know, on him. And like there's that. been a lot of screenshots of how close the flame was actually to his face. So it's like, ah, you can't say engulfed, my dude. But Yeah, it was, I mean, he was at no point on fire. Like, it, it, to me, the closest to engulfed is like Edge spearing Mick yeah, Foley. yeah. And him having to roll. Because he actually burned flesh. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, a little um, irresponsible there, Vic. But uh, Mia did get a win via an RVD-style rolling pin. I don't know if you remember he used to do that. Oh, yeah, with, with the his legs. legs. But yeah. she did that into this unique reverse arm bar where it was mm. kind of like she was, like, twerking the arm up as if it was almost like a a, hmm. a Fujiwara. Yeah. But she had her leg, like, wrapped ar- like over her neck. Huh. It reminded me a little bit of that that uh, submission that we saw Jungle Boy pull out when he was training for his match with Jericho. Really? Okay. But, yeah, it was uh, made her tap out with it, though. So, I mean, that could be the protection act, if anything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, she did get the win. Uh, I digress because as we uh, move on from here, we got a video package from the, the, the prince, actually. Oh. Uh, we had Finn Balor. And Balor. He's, yeah, no, it was, he's been killing these promos, man. Uh, he says, I'm not one for politicking. I don't have to. The office wants me on TV. Hmm. Doesn't matter if you're 18, 49, or if you're living in a retirement home. They all watch The Prince. That's hard. Yeah. Uh, he calls out the other talent that will be in the second chance singles matches because uh, he doesn't know who he's facing yet because yeah. uh, his, his opponent's a mystery uh, because the triple threat is Kushida, Cameron Grimes, and, you know, the mystery opponent. Yeah. So, Ooh. Um, either. Mm. Yeah. So he said, uh, you know, basically he just said, whoever's left over will be easy pickings for Finn Balor. <laughs> easy pickings. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I was like, did he say pickings or pickings? And then when yeah. I look at the, the close caption, pickings. And I'm like, oh, that's just, that's just the accent, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. That's funny. Uh, backstage, we see uh, Bronson Reed getting ready for his upcoming match with Damian Priest. You know, the whole – Oh, man, I'm stretching, but, you know, I got my flag in the background, so yeah, I recognize yeah. whose room you're in. Uh, but then I also thought it was pretty uh, pretty telling because then they showed Damien Priest in his own room, but he was on a couch that was in his room, glasses on, full entrance gear ready, just chilling. Hmm. He had his own little flag on the wall, too, but it was just like, okay, he's not taking it serious. Got you. Wow. And, I mean, that's yeah. what I got from it. And you kind of see it play out that way. Uh, I mean, oh, I made sure to write – Full entrance gear ready, rubbing his hands, Birdman style. <laughs> of course. Oh, he's gonna be infamous. That's why. Put respect <laughs> on his name. <laughs> uh, from here, we get a recap again of the uh, Adam Cole Pat situation <laughs> and match. Uh, you know, there's again. You know, I was I'm critical of this of this whole thing. I mean, I know WWE's always done the crossover stuff with the sports and. Getting the coverage on ESPN and all that stuff and TMZ Sports and all that. I get oh it. Oh, boy, do they. But, you know, again, I was real critical because of the fact, I'm like, why are you going to let this guy come in and fucking punt your longest reigning fucking NXT champion on TV? That was ridiculous, yeah, I, you know? I, I mean, um, it, it created I the right like, amount of attention, though, I, I will say, but my I, thing. I, I don't I, agree I, with that. I feel like they told they him it. to do something and he did it, but he was taking a few liberties is how I felt. Yeah, I think verbally he yeah. definitely did. I think he got over a little bit on Adam, and I don't think that was cool the way it was like small, he, he, he's itty bitty, like, tiny. Yeah, he's like, oh, he, he has a little, uh, he's a little uh, fiery, huh? He has a short temper. Oh man, oh my god, I'm crushing right now. Yeah. I was like, bro, what the? F-? But he he had said on his show, "quote I'm gonna dance on the grave of NXT." Wow. Yes. 
And then there was another tweet, you know, that that came out, you know, right, right is, you know. So he thinks just, he's gonna kill NXT. I don't. I, I mean, he thinks by by defeating uh, Adam Cole, that's what he's doing. Because you know, Adam Cole's because been saying he's he, a, is, yeah. he is NXT. You know. Yeah, and because he's a guy that's not a wrestler that came in from a real well, sport dude, and kicked well, the shit well, out. Well, of let him. me tell you because this is where it ties in, my friend. Because mm-hmm. you know, we did have Adam Cole earlier in the night. Yep. You know, challenge him to come out face to face so we can tell him he's gonna whoop that ass. Mm-hmm. At ta- uh, is that a takeover they're fighting? I believe. Oh, okay. I hope not. I he guess. doesn't need to fucking deserve it. But anyways, it's not like they're any, you know, it's not like a fucking stadium. I mean, I know he trained to be a wrestler. I don't know how far he got, but yeah. yeah I don't know, man. But he has, you know, so they show this tweet where he accepts Cole's uh, invite, and he says, last time I was there, you ended up lifeless on the ground with Shawn Michaels worried about your soulless, dumb, stupid body. Wow. Can't wait to dominate you and the whole wrestling community, and in all caps, again. Wow. You see what I'm saying, man? Yeah, he's if, if he's working me, it's, it's working. Yeah, but, he's working, geez. but, like, I mean, he's got to know that. I mean, Mark said it last week. Like, he's not the face in this story at all. No, now, I don't not. know if that means Cole is, but I think it's. More like we want to just see some asshole get his ass kicked. You know, that's usually how psychology works. But in this case, it's a little bit backwards. I mean, because this is the thing: when it was Mayweather and Big Show, Mm -hmm. oh, everybody wanted to see Mayweather whip Big Show's ass. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and they sold it that way. They they were smart how they how they did it. But this, no, I don't. I haven't seen anyone, you know, heralding Pat for any of this stuff. Yeah. And and the thing is, people watch the show, but I've been seeing more people shitting on. I mean, even when I showed the quote unquote work shoot thing where you know the whole where adam cole was on the show to begin with and, yeah you know destroying microphones and stuff like it was not split at all it was really like 97 to 3 percent people shitting on him you know what i mean yeah it's you know i don't know it's it's kind of like uh, when they brought tyson in everyone booed him because he was with hbk yeah and, true. and sean and even though he did the right thing quote unquote uh at the end of the night at mania and made austin the champ you imagine if he didn't, if he went the other way, he would have got booed out that building, dude. You know, like, so it's very seldom that they bring in or outsourced athletes, I would call them, you know, the Gronks or whatever in the world. And then, you know, some well, people think the celebrities, I, I think celebrities have a higher chance of getting the win than, like, an athlete, depending, you know, because LT mean, versus Bam yeah, Bam. I was going to bring different. that up 100%. Like, yeah. it's, I don't know. It's hard for me because, and I'm probably going to speak on this a little bit later. Yeah. Because it ties in also to, like, you know, Dominic. You know, uh, Mysterio yeah. getting this huge match. It's like I think about like guys like Cain uh, Velasquez, one and only match, and he's fighting freaking uh, yeah. Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia against uh. Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? Freaking, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's crazy that this guy Pat's coming in to fight your longest NXT champion, yeah. the guy and that you've been building. It's a lot of juice, but they all at the same time though. I will say this, and I, I'll let you continue. They have been doing this like weird repartee for a while yeah. during the viewing parties. Yeah, like they shut up, Pat. Yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. like been going for a long time. So it, it, I get why they're doing it. I just don't know if that many people have been paying attention to it. Yeah, that I don't long. know if there's that many people invested in it. I, we are now because of the fact that we saw what Adam Cole did on the show. Yeah, but before then, if they if they were just if it was all just Twitter, because you know you got this, what's his name uh, Logan Paul just the other day putting out like any influencer Ugh. that could beat me in a wrestling match for what, like ten mil or something. You know what I mean? So it's like we've we've seen the stupidity before, yeah. and you know. And now New Jack at your door, dummy. Uh, you don't want them troubles, dummy. You gonna have to use that money for uh for medical bills. Uh, next we get uh 
I don't want to say sleeper match of the night, but definitely one of the best. I, I put like this. I forgot about the triple threat was that when it? I watched with, this. with the Pat thing, by the way. He just accepted. And yeah, he just accepted. Yeah. That was pretty much it. That yeah. little pompous tweet. But, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's why, yeah. That's the only reason I brought it up because I was like, God damn it. I'm like, this guy's like, Again, if he's working, he's working me he's, for sure. He's, he's, working over, my he's overthinking it. Last nerve. I like it. Uh, we did get Damian Priest taking on uh, Bronson Reed. Uh, thick boy season in the building. Yeah. You know how, what I mean? How did this go? Because I was intrigued This is a good this. match. Uh, st- this is, you, when I when I describe it, you're, you're going to want to watch it. So it right. starts with a big man tie-up. Yes. To a push. I uh, thought that was uh, – you don't see that a lot Like anymore. a stalemate? Yes. Okay. Um, both men take a more wrestling approach after this with side headlocks and arm wrenches, hmm. if you could uh, think yep. about that. And then you got Priest, he rolls and kips up in counter to an arm wrench that Bronson has on him. Uh it, it just it was just like uh, these two guys. They're huh? kind of going the Braun versus Big Show. Kind of, kind of, but not. The, the, but then after this, shortly after, then it gets more classic. Test of strength with the we're gonna hit the ropes and and shoulder, shoulder block blocks. each other. Okay. Yeah, um, Bronson finally knocks down Priest with a shoulder block, and this this gets Priest real incensed and starts finally taking the match a little bit more serious because you see it in his face now. Because mm-hmm. even when the match starts, Bron the, the bell rings and Bronson's trying to like walk up on him in the middle of the ring, telling him to come on and. and you know, you got, you know, freaking uh, uh, Priest. The, the Archer of Infamy just chilling like, all right, man, calm down. Like, I'm yeah, just chilling. Yeah, we'll get this over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he said last week, you're, uh, it's not going to be a fluke. So, I think they've laid some good groundwork for this Yeah, match. 100%. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, he's raining down uh, some some strikes. And uh, he's catching the read with mul- multiple kicks. And uh, he even hits him with an impressive jumping back elbow off the ropes. Uh, you know, Priest attempts the Falcon Arrow, but Reed actually counters it into a DDT. Uh, both guys throwing bombs at each other now. Uh, Reed hits a sky high kind of like a, oh, yeah. a like a sit yeah. down p- spine buster it's off very the very explosive, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he also hits like a like a Ronda Rousey esque like fallaway slam. Oh yeah, um, yeah because yeah. you had Priest. Uh, he okay, so Priest tried to do the what a, the sleeping with the fishes or like the Van Terminator kick or yeah. the jumping spin kick. Mm-hmm. He catches him in the air and then just. Throws him over oh, his head, yeah, Jeff Cobb style. Okay. Yeah, and then and then he follows up with the running senton almost immediately. So it was it was pretty good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, from there, you got Priest hitting a springboard corkscrew senton, uh, pretty much a whisper in the, a running whisper in the wind off the second rope. Yeah. Okay. So like runs inside the ring, inside the ring. Yeah, runs to the rope, hit like jumps hit, on the second, jumps on the rope, second rope, and off. then and then you know does the corkscrew and you know onto wow. a standing. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. I haven't wow. seen him. Yeah, a guy his size. Yeah, um, he hits Reed with it. Priest hits also the broken arrow, uh, his Falcon arrow for okay. near fall. Uh, hits a big spin kick and tries for another springboard senton like before, but Reed picks him up out of the air into a uh, counter uh, power slam, which was pretty good. Nice. Um, Reed then goes for the tsunami splash. He misses it at the top, nearly squashes Priest as uh, he he. It was weird. He rolls out the way, but he rolls inside. Mm. So, and, you know, he's trying to hit, you know, so it was almost like, I think he, he kind of grazed him a little bit. Gotcha. Not a big deal. I'm not going to hit a Botchamania chant or nothing like that, yeah. man. But uh, you see Priest go for the uh, the advantage here with the Reckoning, but Reed then counters that into a jackknife pin for the win. Oh, okay. Over Damian Priest. So, I thought that was actually pretty surprising, which shows that they're actually really trying to build up, not the fluke thing, but, you know, we've seen it before, you know, trying to invest in the new face and, and yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean – I don't know if I like that it wasn't definitively, but I get it because Priest is also a pet project. Yeah. You know, that's been building steam. And 
I think those two are the centerpieces of this match, to be honest with you. So I was surprised that they had to meet um, so you know so near the pay per view. But no, nah, it sounds like it was a it was a bang out match, man. Yeah, they had a pretty good match, man. I, like I said, I, I I totally forgot there was more after this, and I was like, oh shit, I gotta I gotta write more. Oh, <laughs> I gotta gotcha. take more notes. Ah. But you know. Hey, my work was cut off for me. We got an Io Shirai video package about the upcoming match with Dakota Kai, where mm-hmm. she's going to defend her NXT Women's Championship. A um, few quotes here. She starts off by saying, when she kicked me in the face, message received. And I was like, oh, I don't know why I like that. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, and then she says, uh, <laughs> she says, when I see Dakota Kai, all I see is the cute little girl who was terrified of Shayna Baszler. Oh, she's no match for me. And after takeover, she'll be terrified of me, too. And then right at the end, she says it first in Japanese real quick. Then she says in English real subtle. You just pissed me off. Mm. I was like, mm. OK, EO. OK, I like that a lot. OK, sure. Right. But the, ang- the anger, uh, the emotion might play into the final stages of what happens in that match. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I liked it though. You know, I'm, I'm always a fan of what they do with Io Shirai. They've been real creative when uh, mm-hmm. when they do the the vignettes and the promos for her. So yeah, this was no different. But let me tell you about the best promo of the night, baby. <laughs> Cameron Grimes vignette. <laughs> It, man, this is, I don't know, this is like in the country or backwoods somewhere, you know, it's Florida. Is this Florida. the main event? No. Oh, okay. Not yet. This, this is, this. yeah, we got a little bit before that. But Cameron Grimes' vignette, again, you know, he's talking about uh, the triple threat as he's in it as well mm-hmm. uh, against Kushida and the mystery partner. So, yeah, like I said, they're in like a, a country or the backwoods of somewhere. Yeah, this is Florida. So, I mean, there's like a lake or a swampy type thing. Yeah. Uh, then you got Cameron Grimes. Is what he is. <laughs> you know, I had to write these down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cameron Grimes is always at the right place at the right time. Speaking of time, Kashida, I ain't got no time for you. And to that man of mystery, it doesn't matter to me because I'm going to leave with that victory. Because that takeover 30, when I climb the ladder and grab the North American Championship, I'm taking it straight to the moon. Yes, to the moon. Yes, Mars bitches. I, I had to. I, I had to write the more the two with the, a lot of. Oh yeah, yeah you got to enunciate because he to, says things in a very the, specific way. It's the delivery, way. man. Yep. It mm-hmm. was yeah. Uh, from this, look, like I wasn't gonna cover this, but I had. To, ugh, fuck, okay, so we had Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro versus Mercedes oh. Martinez and Aaliyah. Wow. Uh, Robert Stone tries to recruit Casey in the beginning, but gets his foot stomped on, obviously from getting ran over from Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Casey and Caden have some pretty quick tag team and a little, little impressive offense, tag team maneuvers and stuff. Not too bad, but I'm just not sold on Caden Carter yet. I don't know if I will. Yeah, I, I mean you. it's not her. It's, She's got um, a good look, but not her I selling. Seen her in her selling gets to me too a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a cool little tag team move from Mercedes and Aaliyah where you had Mercedes do the world. I forgot the name of the move, the stun gun cutter. Yeah. Uh, the Will Barrel Cutter combo, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, what the Young Bucks just did last week. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, she let Aaliyah get the cutter. I was surprised. I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Uh, Mercedes gets the win after countering uh, Casey, who tried to do a running jump. You know, like that running Hurricane Rana. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, she gets her like a power bomb, and then shifts her over a shoulder DVD style and then shifts her again into the air raid crash. It was oh. it was pretty, yeah, it was nice. pretty impressive. Um. Post match, we get Rhea Ripley uh, getting involved, attacking uh, Mercedes, uh, obviously okay. because of weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, last week against uh, what her match against Dakota Kai. Yep. Cost, yeah, yeah, cost her number um, one contendership. I just I don't understand why this match went on longer than it needed to be. 
Um, obviously, on paper, it's just a regular enhancement match yeah. for the Robert Stone brand. Um, I do get that they wanted to help build up Casey and Caden, who truthfully have been tagging longer. And um, I will say, it seems like they've been trying to showcase more of their women's division as of late. I know last week they had some matches as well that seemed like, okay, yeah, that's right, you are in the division as well. You know yeah, I mean? you know, but... Yeah, to me, like after when I, by the time I saw this part, I'm like, okay, they they just needed to fill time so that, so they can figure out how we were going to feature Ripley after this match. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, Mercedes and uh, Ripley go at it. Uh, Aaliyah tries to get involved and help out Mercedes. She shoves Aaliyah away, and uh, actually continues to beat down Ripley before Shotzi Blackheart actually comes down for the save. Hmm. Uh, looks like we got some new alliances forming. So gotcha. hmm. yeah, we see Shotzi kind of palling it up with uh, Rhea Ripley. So. Definitely thought that was interesting, uh, considering a, a lot of the Shotzi talks we've been having. The hey man, thought we Ripley with Shotzi and uh, Ruby, and then they, yeah, you know, they all got colored hair. Yeah, except she's right. blonde now, so that makes right. her Squad Two Point Squad, Squad Goals, Squad Squad, Squad Goals Two Point uh, From yeah. here, we get uh, it's been a while, but we get a Gargano's uh, video package from home. Oh. Uh, we got Johnny uh, climbing a ladder to replace a light bulb while Candace is on the couch. Uh, reading their dog ate children's book, which is, yeah. Uh, you know, the whole freaking Rick and Morty toxic shit again. Mm-hmm. Uh, distortion and all that I shit. I kept thinking they dropped it, but yeah. No, yeah. Candace talks about Tegan Knox again, which I immediately stopped paying attention to immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gargano is on the ladder fixing his light bulb, but then he's obviously, you know, focusing his target on, uh, you know, Rich Hodlin, who is his singles match opponent, uh, to help get qualified into the ladder match. But he's talking like he's already... In the ladder match, and, you know, it's the whole imagery of him climbing the ladder. And, mm-hmm. oh, next time, you know, I'll be climbing this ladder, I'll be champion. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, we're, we're not going to be having you changing nothing in the house or something stupid. But, you know, one thing I will say is uh, they did walk up the stairs, uh, which with these matching his and her, like, powder blue and pink uh, track suits that said wow. power couple on the back. Oh, gee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, for if me, you ever want heat, go with the powder. Any oh, yeah, hundred percent. That's why I was like, it reminded me of a uh, right away of like uh, Martel, yeah, and in his pastels and all that. But uh, from here, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the commercial for Triple H's newest album coming out, "The Evolution of the Game," which is a feature discography of all his entrance themes. I don't. They had to get this in. I don't know. Hey, hey, Triple H did not authorize this release. It was just funny because I thought I thought it was a DVD until they said it was his oh, his his music. It just I was like, like he bought a bunch of uh, of like <laughs> he had some exclusive throw, had some throw around yeah. money. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, from here we get a, a Timothy Thatcher uh, vignette. Mm-hmm. He is demonstrating the same ankle lock slash knee bar that he had on Finn uh, before he got choked out and uh, I think what passed out. Yeah. At the hands of uh, Dexter Loomis. Um, pretty much it's just him beating up some poor sap, you know what I mean? Just yeah. torturing some guy. And that's pretty much it. I have a feeling he's going to want some, uh, some of Finn, maybe actually I, get involved I, I think, in I that. think so because he's demonstrating the, the move he had on Finn and then Finn, they showed him, uh, dropping him on his head with the 1916 post-match after their triple threat. That wasn't on TV. Yeah, that's very true. So, so yeah, I, I could definitely see something like that. Whoever he faces, Man, it might if Cameron Grimes if he does. I don't, who knows? I, I don't know. We're gonna get to that. But go yeah, ahead. We, yeah, we about to get to it. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm right trying to pre pre book. Um, next week, uh, you know, we always got to do the next week announcements. We got uh, Pat Ma- McAfee, <laughs> Pat Mac, Pat Mac uh, versus Adam Cole face to face. As he, uh, you know, I already told you, he's been really disrespectful in the uh, the response to him accepting the invite. 
Uh, we also have Legato Del Fantasma versus Swerve Scott and Brizongo in a Swerve. six-man tag. Of course. Um, I, I, as soon as you said that they were getting oh, beat yeah. down, I was like, so six-man's coming next week. Of course. Uh, but then we also have both of the singles matches that are featured uh, to help qualify the remaining two North American Championship uh, ladder match contestants that is going down at TakeOver 30. So obviously important to watch to see who's going to be moving on. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's only five contestants so these are the last two yeah um for now we know it's uh uh bronson bronson reed yeah damian, damian priest and, and then whoever winner, the winner of the uh, main event is I which thank you for the segue kashida taking on cameron grimes taking oh, on i thought you meant kashida one <laughs> the way you said kushida <laughs> taking on cameron grass and the mystery opponent noob sabot it was Noob Sabato, let me tell you. He he had everyone's finishers. It's crazy. Mm. Uh, just like a silhouette in the dark, man. Uh, it was Velveteen Dream. That's that's who I thought. I mean, I saw and, I saw a silhouette. It looked like someone wearing a bandana. And I said, well, NXT Pirate last Steve. night. So there's only so many people it could be. So that's surprising. Paul Burchill. Very surprising. Tell me more. Um, yeah, th- this is why it's surprising because I got word. Shout out to Stellar J, man, Justin Lopez. Stellar J. From Pro Wrestling Spotlight. He had actually hit me up like right when NXT started yesterday and said, uh, by word of uh, Sean Ross Sapp, uh, Velveteen Dream's return was quote-unquote imminent without any further details as what, when, why, and all that. So it's pretty crazy that he, he sent me that right before you know he showed up on NXT. Um, and I actually, uh, it was a kind of, sort of a surprise return, including a bleach blonde beard, uh, a la Sonata for whatever reason. Really? Yeah. It's not like a huge beard, but you know, just um, but something to, to pop some. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and then, uh, you know, the commentary was all over this saying he had taken some time off since losing his chance to win the world championship. I'm like, yeah, Take that's what it was. Low. That's exactly. What, and, 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 you know, earlier I had, uh, you know, I was laughing, at a, at a meme that I got uh, regarding this. So it's, now's the time to pop the question on that one. <laughs> it was actually a picture, a tweet, uh, replying to Brian Alvarez, where it, it's a picture of Velveteen Dream, and it says, the 12 to 18 demo god didn't save NXT this week. Oh. Right? That is, dude. Great. <laughs> Damn. Did you say that? <laughs> Uh, it was just a random fan uh, uh, replying, uh, replying to Brian Alvarez. Oh, uh, okay. I thought I was about to say, so, man. Uh, but, yeah, so we got uh, Kushida, Cameron Grimes, mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream. This is kind of a weird match, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Kushida hits VD with a Tornado DDT off the apron to the outside, which was impressive. Awesome. I would love uh, to see Grimes versus Dream in different, uh, in different circumstances. circumstances. But, yeah. Um, my second note of this match in all caps, extremely dumb choice to make this the match you choose to go to picture-in-picture with. Mm -hmm. Second production note of the night. Usually they have two picture-in-picture breaks. Yeah. Why would you pick the match that is your main event Mm -hmm. and featuring the guy that just came back after, what, a month? Yep. Why are you going to go to picture-in-picture on this? Maybe strategic. I mean, look, I don't know what's going on with the investigation side of everything. You know, I still have very big reservations on being welcoming of v- VD. Coming yeah, back. definitely. I don't know. I haven't heard anything. I guess maybe that'll come to light. I guess why, too, is just like knowing the kind of friends the McMahon family have and the type of habits and company they keep and the stuff they're into. And the skeletons in their and closet. Exactly. So it, without saying too much and just laying out the dots for you fans and listeners to connect to them, I just, I don't know. 
you know, my, my jury's still out. But. You hear that, Vince? We need a couple of suitcases sent over here to the the uh, kayfabe kitchen of Quincy Jones's castle or whatever we're calling it here. Around Man, here. Lesnar's laboratory. <laughs> I, need, I, need you, I need you to grease the palms a little bit and we could forget about this matter. But anyways, Man. Uh, <laughs> I can be bought. Uh, this match was not a walk in the park for uh, Velveteen Dream. Grimes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Cameron Grimes was bringing the fight to both men throughout this whole match. Love it. Uh, Kushida was definitely not no pushover as well as he was hitting VD with multiple strikes in this match, and VD was actually doing most of the selling for this match. He spent like most of his time outside. Like it was ninety percent like a one on one between Kushida and Grimes with VD almost always getting hit off the apron every time he tried to get back in the ring. Mm-hmm. And just him selling outside. Like it was pretty crazy. Like for for it being a, a triple threat match, it was almost looked at I was like, I think he's getting punished. Yeah. Because I mean, he because he was not the highlight of this match at all. Gotcha. Okay. You know, he he was hitting his stuff, but he was not like the main. He didn't come in like a like a, uh, a, had the, a had fire. Like... Had this been in front of a crowd, people would have noticed for sure. Yeah, gotcha. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress. Dream actually hits a super kick on Grimes, followed by a diving axe handle to the outside off the top. Uh, from from Dream onto Grimes as well. Okay. Uh, we got the Death Val. Uh, no, the Dream Valley Driver. Excuse me on Kashida. And then uh, following that, actually, Kushida hits uh, Velveteen Dream with uh, his patented flying front senton to the outside. Awesome. Uh, Kushida then also hits a top rope, uh, or I guess the avalanche uh, flipping arm bar on Grimes. Oh, I love that. Um, he's grinding it down, grinding it down. Um, and then as he's, you know, he, he got the cross oh, arm bar going. Here, here we go. You got Velveteen Dream yep. perched on his uh, podium there. Mm-hmm. Goes for the purple rainmaker. But no, he gets countered into a different armbar from Kushida. So he's got him in a, in a separate or he in, lets go. He lets go of Grimes okay. and get and, and and he. I'm thinking yeah. simultaneous. Like what? No, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. He gets V. He gets VD in another armbar and then VD counters. Uh, he 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 like gets a hold of him somehow and tries to go for another uh Dream Valley driver attempt. But then when he spins him, Kushida spins to the front with a kind of like what Brock used to do to Triple H with the Kimura. Okay. With the leg, with the yeah. leg, leg scissors. Yeah. Okay. So they're standing. Yeah. So you got Kashida wrapped, you know, wrapped around VD, oh, I see where this is ho- holding okay. the uh, the Kimura. You got VD holding, you know, standing and holding his weight as, uh, as well as uh trying to fight Kashida up. Yeah. yeah. And then out of the corner, Cameron grabs, cave into not only the back of Dream's head but also the front of uh, Kashida's face simultaneously. Oh wow! Pushes Dream out the ring, pins Kashida one two three, qualifies for the ladder match. And when you think about it, yeah, I was just thinking this. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, now we know who has a second chance here against Finn Balor. Yeah, which is the match we were supposed to get several months ago more for on, the very first time. More on that because uh, post match, Velveteen Dreams uh, enters the ring with Kushida still on his back and attacks Kushida. Is beating him up. Really slaps him, starts raining down punches, and then he goes to the corner for a little pose off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as VD jumps off the, the second rope, he turns around. Finn Balor's right behind him waiting for him. Wow. Double finger salute. Or d- double guns, I should say. Just pointing right at him. Mm. Shooting a shot. And again, you know, much to what you just said, we're finally going to get the match we never got between these two. So definitely interesting because whereas we've seen Velveteen before uh, featured in the very first mm-hmm. North American Championship ladder match. Yep. Um. He just turned heel, seemingly. And a, and a former champ himself. Yeah, you know, um, 
I I really want to see Finn in this ladder match, and I want to, I really want him to win. To be honest, if not him, I, I don't mind Damien or. Mm, I don't think they'll pick Bronson, but I'm not mad if they do. I feel like Dream's gonna be in there. I mean, Thatcher's got a receipt to 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 get, and you always want to plan those around what's gonna cost someone the most. You know, and yeah, that's, that's true. Going to cost because being a chance to get in because now Thatcher can't get in because he doesn't yeah, get a second chance. But it's also wrestling good. logic says that's what's going to happen. But I don't know. But when you think about it, it's like now when they got Finn versus Velveteen, it's not because Velveteen is better. Yeah, and it, it's there's shenanigans, and now there's reason for him to take advantage. Yeah, of such shenanigans because now he just turned. Yeah, so yeah. And, and I was gonna say too. It's weird. I don't know if I want this match as much as I did before, but maybe because the way they laid the groundwork and, oh, let's have a date and this and like that, like the banter made me very intrigued. But now it's like, and I'll have to go back and watch NXT, but it just doesn't really feel like the way we want to get it. It feels like by circumstance because he didn't take the L. And yeah, predetermined planning. I get it, you know, but we'll see. I just don't feel I'm, like it's as important. I'm not going to lie too cuz when they revealed the mystery opponent, they had like this kind of weird video that was kind of playing mm-hmm. with different like colors, but it was kind of dark and it had like a slight like heartbeat. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit, is it Champa?" Oh. And which I was kind of hoping. Mhm. Gives him something to do, you Yeah, know? definitely. But, you know, it was Velveteen and then I was like, "Oh shit." I'm like, "I just read this fool was supposed to be coming back." So, it was definitely uh a pleasant uh, mild surprise. I don't want to say pleasant. I mean, again, yeah. it's love and hate right now, but um Definitely, you know, I definitely didn't uh, expect it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's probably smart with no fans right now. Well, so. I mean, because that's the equivalent of, like, say, like, uh, you know, we got SummerSlam coming up next Sunday. And then, you know, during Dominic and Seth Rollins, all of a sudden Austin Theory comes back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. speaking of which, SummerSlam is, uh, you know, they were trying to get that Atlantic City spot. But uh, no, no dice. They're going to be oh, at yeah? the PC again. Yeah. Um, you know, Vince was very vocal about trying to get a better or different look, I should say. Uh, than what they've been giving us, you know. I, I get it. I, I it's get the it. biggest party of the well, summer. well, that and you know, you definitely want your special events to feel like special events and not like and I mean, because like, remember, light. remember, remember what I said about you know uh, they had what that the Great American Bash and I'm like, oh, you mean uh, NXT with cars, cars on the yeah. side, yeah, um, which is what it felt like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I can see it limiting a bit. I'm at this point, I'll, I just don't think it matters. The crowd's not there. So whatever desired reaction they're going for, it's just not going to – they can't control it like that. But, you know, try to tell Vince anything. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, before we got out of here, you know, I did bring up Raw or uh, SummerSlam, and I mm-hmm. guess uh, what's worth noting is, uh, you know, Dominic got, uh, got the tar beat out of him on Monday. Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, a lot of people are saying he paid his dues. I mean, how are you feeling about that? I don't know, man. I mean um, – I mean, he kind of did before that, with the Brock Lesnar stuff. Yeah, I think so, too. We gotta give him I, I think on that's that. a hell of a bump for him to take. I think, I mean, everything he's done, I, um, I don't think it needs much improvement, if, if any. Um, I do think he did take a, quite a licking on Monday. Um, looked like Buddy, or I'm sorry, Murphy. Let me not get anyone in trouble. This <laughs> seems like Murphy um, really laid him in a little bit more than Seth may have like at times, but... I don't know if he's – I think he's like 65 70% of the way there of paying his dues. I think, yeah, all that's fine and dandy, but like that last 25 30%, whatever, that's going to have to come from that's bringing in, in a match. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. 100%. Because yeah, yeah. he could talk. 
He's not the best talker. He's not definitely not the worst talker. I think he knows what he wants to say. He's just got to figure out the tones of his voice. You know what I mean? And the diction yeah. of his voice, the gumption yeah, figure of his out, voice. Figure out who Dominic Mysterio on TV is, aside exactly. from just the concerned son. Yeah, yeah I totally get that. fighting on his dad's. Because, yeah. you know, if he moves on past this, he's going to have to do stuff other than this role or and, this angle. And, and that's my thing is can he do that beyond Seth? Like, is yeah, there that, a care for Dominic? Like, that, that's what I was going to ask not you. not him on his dad's coattails. But I did hear yeah. Ray did resign, so. Uh. I, I heard that while he did uh, receive a pretty equal – offer from AEW that uh, I'm pretty sure, I mean, with his son starting to wrestle at SummerSlam, I mean, it's pretty much a lock. But... He's like, wait, wait, you, you want to give Dominic Mox? We'll give him Mox. <laughs> see, that, but, that's, MJF? See, that's, but that's my thing. I was going to ask is like, I mean, you know, this is Dominic's first match match and he's wrestling Seth Rollins. I mean... Pressure, man. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, hey, good thing there's no crowd. But I think you know there's a I mean? lot of pressure on Seth, too. I know we talked about that off mic prior. They're, they're probably going to pre-tape that match. I think it's the best thing to do. It's but probably the safest I, I, way to go. I almost feel like if he went to AEW and had a match for his Jericho, that story would be a lot better. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. For sure. For but, sure, I could see that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely – you got me intrigued about the this week. I want to see what ha- – I got to go back and see some of that stuff. But VD returned, whether it's controversial or not, big deal. Um, Finn – him t- turning heel, big deal. Finn knowing who he's facing, big deal. Uh, production stuff sounded like it was really bad, I mean, you know, for you yeah. to Keith, definitely Keith, say it. Keith Lee gets a fireball in the face. Yeah, and then Adam Cole, he's fighting Pat Mack, apparently. So I mean, the other thing was uh, I thought it was interesting that they just separated Randy Orton and Ric Flair on Monday. Yeah, I, I, I can't understand if that's just for long term because they're concerned about his health well, or something. they were or? getting kind of – I mean, people were, were dragging them for the fact that, like, okay, you guys have all these cases and stories about COVID, but – you keep trotting out Ric Flair, who was just on his deathbed. Yeah, couple. You know what I mean. So I, I get the. Con- it comes from concern. You know Unpopular what I mean. Unpopular so I I opinion, know. though. I believe two things. I told you this. Uh, one, I think Charlie Caruso poisoned Montez for her. Yeah, love, he did say da- that. Fiery love for uh, what's for his Angel name? Garza. Angel, Angel Garza. Um, but back to what we were talking about with that. I, I have this unpopular opinion that because um, he didn't. If you think about it, he didn't like beat up Ric Flair. The lights went out before he kicked him. Yeah. So I'm starting to think if this is just a mind trick or, or mind games. Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? Like where it's like. I mean, we've seen Rick do this before, 100%, and, and, and where he gets treated like about, shit and then he comes back like. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte did that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I feel like it's one of those things where you know because you're a heel, you go, I'm a, I got to make it look real. I'm going to say some things. Like, hey, do what you got to do. You know what yeah, I mean? Oh, no, yeah, because he, yeah, like, he was saying some shit. Yeah, was, that's why I was, was. like, that's kind of, uh, So that means, I know, but we'll, we'll be doing those predictions next week. But on AEW, man, I mean, the, the FTR stuff I thought was good. With it. Uh, the, the way they did string the theme of tax appreciation was good. Yeah, I got to check it. Um, uh, You know, MJF stuff was good. Uh, Mox coming in was good. It adds a little fire to that. Promo was whatever. Um, But it'll be interesting to see what happens next week with the with the women's tag tournament. Cause they haven't done a good job promoting it on YouTube. Yeah, It's but. weird because like, I've been seeing, you know, <laughs> where I go to watch my stuff. Mm-hmm. They've been saying, Hey, round one, round two. And I'm like, where is, why aren't they playing this on regular TV? Yeah. You know what I mean? But maybe it's smart not to, because they, it, it could be, you know, a freaking mm-hmm. void of uh, viewers. Cause you know how they are. They're fickle. Yeah. And I was um, going to say, I love Santana and Ortiz's promo this week, too. See, I, I, I'm telling you, bro, we need to separate them, put Eddie Kingston with those guys, keep doing that thug stuff, the yeah. thuggish, ruggish bone. They do. And, yeah, I mean. Because, yeah. honestly, man, the main event, too, 
like I said, the way it went down compared to what you told me with Finn and the and the guns behind the back and all that. Sounds like NXT had a, had a better week this week, but they did lose in the ratings, so. Well, they both were down this week, but in terms, and I, I got to watch the rest of uh the rest of uh Dynamite myself to get a full spectrum of, of of how I felt about both shows, but yeah, I mean NXT they it was pretty as far as like the stories and stuff like that. I felt like it did some pretty good storytelling, um, and then you know there's just. They did a good job of wanting to get people to tune in the next week. Yeah, definitely. Uh, with like with it. both the singles matches, obviously the Pat and Adam Cole thing, which Pat Mac. whatever, man. But um, you know what? Uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. Appreciate you guys for picking our show as a way to entertain yourselves throughout the boredom and the monotonous uh, uh, mania going on outside, and not the mania we are used to. But you know, I definitely want to say thank you again Ooh, for uh, choosing us. You can feel free to follow us on all social media. That is the Quincy Jones Show. On Instagram, that is Quincy Jones Show. On Twitter, as well as backslash Quincy Jones Show. On Facebook, uh, follow us for all notifications on new episodes, as well as any new gear coming from Storyline Tees, man. And uh, if you guys are actually interested in getting interviewed, or maybe you guys are involved in uh, the wrestling business, whether it's indie, SoCal, local, or maybe major, just hit us up, man. Uh, we got Zoom popping right now, so we could definitely make it work. Just oh, let yeah. us know. That's the Quincy Jones Show at gmail.com. And, you know, normally I would turn this over for Doc to plug his music, but... I think he has a hell of a commercial that's just going to blow you out the water. Um, I'm not going to speak anymore. I, I just will say prematurely, it is Top Guys Out. And, yeah. Doc, if you want to take him away, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, obviously you guys know what it is, Doc Lesnar, the one and only hip-hop hybrid in existence in the world of underground and mainstream hip-hop, and that goes for the world of professional wrestling and underground wrestling, or if you want to call it independent, either way. Either way, you guys know, every week I come out here, I cut the promo, I tell you guys where to get the music, where to go to sample it. Well, this week, I'm going to bring it to you. You guys know what it is, and in the meantime, follow me at Doc Lesnar on IG, at Doc underscore KGS pod, and, of course, Tower Gang, because we make music together. But here it is, the Icon Freestyle by yours truly, Doc Lesnar. Top guys, out. Yes, who, nigga? Yo, Quince has been a long time coming, man. <laughs> Yo, McFly, what it do? Whoa, uh, 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 what you call an icon living? P-O-V, all eyes on Britain. D-O-C, I'm a time bomb ticking. You were just Saigon, sitting in a Pizon kitchen with a Nikon flicking. Flashing the pen, but your tripod's missing. I'm raw dialogue, not scripted. Yeah, audio visual symptoms. Ill flow, psychoid rhythms. Weirdo, fine art vision. Beardo, night heart dripping. Hope you got a lifeguard present. Bar guard, lifelong sentence. Phenom, eyeball spinning. Underground, mainstream, all in it. Why? Cause I'm about to do it all different. On the mic of my mind in a menace. Real life turned up to 11. Yeah, that's the bottom line, not an image. Cause I ain't got time for the gimmicks. Hip hop, hybrid living. Full time job, how I deny critics. My double entendre is D5 physics. I am what's best for the business. These punks ain't pipe bomb dissing. You seem tough till their red lights on, then you freeze up looking like a python bit them. You forgot to turn the mic on, pimping. Work horse, time card driven. Top draw, side on spitting. Podcast, five star listen. We are the shots to the system. Whoa, damn. Cody, all in how I go. Kobe, ball in.
in true idol. Five rings coming home with a title. Vicious flow. Break a leg out there, go psycho. Remix queued up with the pyro. All for the culture that I know. First ran in a track with Omega Man. Then I did a collabo with Mega Ran. Then he met Quincy Jones at All In. Came home at OSYM. Riding around with my twin, but nobody else got a flow like him. So put up the on, I'ma go right in, kill your top ten. Here we go, I'm in. Damn, look at me, icon killing. Top looking down, I'm an icon chilling. If these Hollywood hacks keep talking, I might drop in like a diehard villain. Whoa, right off the bat, you could eat crow, digesting the facts. Cause right out the gate, I'm ahead of the pack. I done sold out the gate from the red to the black. Now I'm taking it back. Building the buzz, making it last, riding the wave, making the splash, go hard in the paint, great American bash, whoa, DOC making a spaz, killing them records, I'm making a dash, get in my way and my weapon will blast, you right off the park with a hell of a catch, hip-hop hybrid living, start a record label, district, Ben did it, H.O.B. sold out five minutes, Cakewalk got nylon tripping, James Bond, Skyfall mission, Bond guard, lifelong sentence, over 20 years long independent, that's why I do it all different. It's what you call hybrid vision. vision. I'm a hip hop hybrid. I'm just hip hop hybrid vision. vision. I am hip hop hybrid hybrid. Hip hop hybrid vision. vision. I am hip hop hybrid hybrid.